We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. That was so fucking funny. Wow, that was really good. It's like drinking champagne, but it's uh, it's virgin. Oh yeah, dude, I I dig frescas. I I uh, started drinking them last year. They're great. You can't you can't uh, mess around with Lacroix. No, I mean, so, yeah, sometimes just, like, if you want something weaker than that, like, it's like a little bit more of, like, a hint of flavor. Yes. The LaCroix great. But this has flavor. a lot of flavor. Oh, yeah. It's it it's, it's sweet, it's sweetened by, by aspartame. Oh, That's what shit. It is. So it's like, it, it's like yeah, diet. Walking around corpses, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But... Is that, that going to be the opening banter? The Jared's first fresco? Yeah. Well, no, Baby's first fresco? <laughs> Jared's first fresco. Don't you dare pause that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like someone... It, Baby's I think first fresco. LaCroix is like someone drinking an IPA. You don't drink... A, tell me once, the first time you guys drank LaCroix and you tasted it and said, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to drink. Yeah, <laughs> I dated this girl in high school who was all about like dieting and she was like, LaCroix is the way to go. And she used to stock the house with that shit and it looked beautiful. Like The, like, the yeah. packaging is great. Every time I'd crack one open and take a sip, I'd be like, this is the worst drink ever. <laughs> this I is just have water, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would rather drink your tap water than drink your LaCroix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, was, it, was, it was awful, and I thought it was just her. And then uh, now, it's, now it's now, and everybody loves LaCroix, and I feel like I'm going crazy at all hours. Dude, the an ice-cold LaCroix, though, hits the spot every time. What it's spot incredible. is that? <laughs> when it's, like, hot outside, you, you can get an ice-cold yes. LaCroix. And it's like ice cold. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that stuff, bro. Especially Dude, the, whenever you're. It's so bitter for no reason. Bubbles and like wow, the carbon, like, like bitter shit. I love carbonated drinks too. That's what I'll do next time. I'm I'm out in the yard, <laughs> and I've been working, doing whatever I whatever I am. Yeah, you know, getting ready for the the festival or whatever. And I'm a Set aside one LaCroix ice cold and <laughs> try it out. It'll change your life, I'm telling I, you. Do it after your set. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. how you wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> just flip it to the, to the audience. And it might be fresco at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that would rule. That would actually rule. Dude, those things actually go so hard, though, whenever you're, you're eating and you have a sparkling water. It's like, I mean, it, it, it's the same thing as, like, drinking soda with, with, with food. It, it just automatically got better. Yeah. But having that, 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 that sparkling water with that food, <laughs> it how is, do they do How that? do they? How? The aspartame. Yeah. <laughs> just don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about that, chemical. It's all, it. it's all fine. It's all fine. Soiling green. <laughs> Man, I would. I've been. Stuff. I've been trying to think of a movie to watch that with for this show because I think Soiling Green is like an absolute must see. You've never seen it. Do you know what takes place during this year? 
2023. Is yeah. Soylent Green. Yeah. Okay, we've never we even heard of this movie. You've never heard of Soylent Green? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> yeah, so, I wanna, I, you told me before, but I need I need a refresher. Tell it's, me the legend of Soylent Green. It's a movie starring Charlton Heston taking place in the year 2023. And like Whoa. the Earth is like is like Wally level polluted. Like the the world is like has created such a horrifying class system, and like he's like this detective, and he's he's searching for these missing people, and he's also helping out like this guy's daughter who he sleeps with multiple times throughout oh the movie. Um, she's she's like not a kid, so it's all good. But it's oh, also yeah. like my fav- my favorite part of it is that it's the year two thousand twenty three. And Charlton Heston wears an ascot throughout the whole movie. (laughs) But it's like, it has these very, like, surreal, shocking moments that you're like, oh my god. And the thing revolving around it is that the government is mass-producing this food called Soylent Green. And, like, that's that's all people eat is Soylent Green. Okay. (laughs) And that's all... Do you want to know the twist? That's it. I mean, I'm good. No, yeah, I want to be surprised. Bear in mind, this is a movie that was, I believe, shot in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I've never seen this movie all the way through. I've just seen... It's like Watch Mojo's greatest clips, and it's like 10 out of 10, Soylent Green. (laughs) And it has the line. And the ending, it will leave you, like... It, it almost feels Lovecraftian. I love like, stuff like that. Dude. Where it's like, you may have it solved the mystery, crazy. but it, at what cost? Sure, I get that. Um, dude, I... For, first off, love Lovecraftian stuff. Second off, this might be too much of an on-the-nose pairing, but we could just throw it with the stuff. I don't think those two would go together the way you're thinking they're going to go together. <laughs> the shot and the chaser. I know. Like, you know. You know what I'm saying? So, like, one... Because, like, they're both about the same thing, technically, like, in different ways, Are we talking right? in code right now? <laughs> <laughs> the movie, no. the stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the movie. Which one's the, the shot and which stuff. one's the chaser? The stuff would definitely be the, the, the chaser, mm. for oh, okay. sure. What would yeah. be the shot? Soiling green. Soiling green. Soiling green. Oh, man. Because it's more, I, that's it's very, more of a, it's more of a, but I, I don't know the vibe of it. That's why I'm saying the stuff. Cause My, like, so, like, Soylent like Green is, like, dystopian, like, nightmare at its worst. <laughs> yeah. It is, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the fact that it takes place now during this year is, like, so fucking terrifying. Think I mean, of, but like, why, why would we not, I'm so baffled as to why we would not pair it with the stuff. This is like a goofy-ass comedy horror movie. Stuff, when did it come out? 1984, I think. When did, Green, 70s. Think, Soylent Green has that vibe of discount uh, Blade Runner kind of vibe. And this is just going off of seeing a couple clips from it and knowing what time frame it came Ooh. from. It's, discount blade runner it's it's it definitely is it doesn't it takes place in a like a universe that kind of feels that same way but the budget doesn't go towards making it look like that it's exactly. a very I'm still sold to watch 1973 it. 73 for 73 green and you know the ironic thing is people made jokes about it when so they made swirling green in the 70s with the block twist uh being a dystopian future then they come out years ago with fucking Soylent. The drink? Have you ever had that? That's That stuff sucks. But Wait, that would what are you be talking like about? The stuff. The stuff. Right? Because the stuff is like a drink. The stuff is like a... Um, a substance uh, of some uh, like, sort, uh, right? Like whipped cream. 
and you and you and you eat it and it like it doesn't it tastes perfect and amazing it doesn't have any calories it doesn't have any sweetener and it's like it's supposedly healthy for i've never seen either one of these movies but i feel like they pair but that's just me going in i do own soylent green i i would love to i've been thinking trying to find a good time to rewatch it tubi has the (laughs) stuff stuff. of course it does of course tubi has has the stuff why would tubi not have the stuff sponsored by tubi he right? might be that is like a he really basically good... watches nothing else the tagline yeah, which I, to be or not to be i have to say it in every episode <laughs> now but it's it's worth it if you guys haven't seen tubi first off yeah stay away stay you're away under, you're under a fucking yes. rock terrifier 2 no my M- fell asleep L- oh, oh. I watched, I was in a fugue state of being (laughs) sick, watching, binging a movie marathon. I watched Django, John with Castle Freak. John with? You watched Castle Freak? Castle Freak is about a freak in the castle, and there's too many freaks in the castle. (laughs) Yeah, there's way too many freaks. I love the ending, though. Terrifier 1. I was awake, I was on an analog horror kick, late night, sick as hell. Watch Terrifier. And I watched it years ago. I ended up, I pulled it up my water box and I was like, you have already watched Terrifier. <laughs> Rewatch. All right, so. Terrifier, first one, messed up. Out control, just calamity. Yes. And it's like, you you don't know who to root for because it gives that sense of no one's safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, Terrifier 2. Awful. A, a little bit on the sus side. <laughs> In my, so the whole premise is off of like, a family, and then like a teenage teenage daughter, and I don't know if that kid's hit puberty. I don't know. He's right. probably like prepubescent, probably about to be thirteen, something like that. May, yeah, maybe thirteen. The, the younger brother, maybe, sure. Right. And they're like, "Oh, this kid's like Jeffrey Dahmer, crazy." Oh like, yeah. Like, <laughs> let's not talk about this kid. Yeah, right. And then he's like, "Well, he's actually a good guy." <laughs> yeah. I get that. The reason I fell asleep, but at the it has a uh, swan song to it. When I was watching this, you know, late at night, probably like Joey is fuming right now. <laughs> two or four in the morning. Yeah, jeez, scary. Yeah, my one. God, two or four in the morning. I couldn't watch these. I was I was sick out of my mind. It's like I'm desensitized to horror. Watch yeah. that movie. Terrifier is messed up as far as the kills, yeah, and it yes. just feels. It feels dirty in the skin kind of watching it. But yeah, that's the vibe it it's going for. Yep, that's the vibe. That guy's built his own universe, so to speak, with it. And it's... The first one, I think, has... As a, a messed up movie, to serve a movie, good marks. Terrifier 2 tries to go for that remake age of, like, mm-hmm. horror back in, like, the 70s and 80s. Where they're trying to just... Yeah. If you got the scariness of the first one. You and it stands... Yeah, stands right there. The remake is like, you know, it's more, it gives me Friday vibes, Friday the 13th vibes. Did you make yeah. it to the mashed potatoes scene? That's the that best part of the movie. really messed up. That's the it's best part so of the whole movie. Really, and there's a Here lot of more messed up. The first one has like kind I of. didn't realize I invited uh, Weenie Up Jr. on this fucking yeah. podcast. Shock humor for the first so one. The so scene funny. with the mom. The two scenes of the mom in the car, that's messed up. Messed up. Messed up. (laughs) Oh, tell me about it. Shot with the mashed potatoes. Even more messed up. The biggest shock, like shock value in that movie is the whole trick-or-treat scene where the girl meets uh, Art 
the clown. Yeah. And she's like, you're really creepy and weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the friend of the, the, the yeah. main character, or the, the uh, I don't even know what you call it. The, the one that gets she, cut in half? The she goddess. Yeah. No, we're on two. Oh, sorry, sorry. My bad. <laughs> did, did you make it to the animatronic on the bed? No, but that's 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 what I'm saying. That is yeah. the worst. That's part the worst of the part of the movie. Yeah. What Jared yeah. was saying that, that really is the worst part. That's literally the start of the scene, though. Art comes to the door. That's right. Yeah, and that's where that whole thing starts, that, and then it ends with mom. Yeah, the mashed potato scene messed up. The shotgun scene, gory. The scene with the daughter and the mom. That is the most messed up part of the movie. It, it, it takes so it to a up. bar that is... It's yeah. just a little too high. And yes. we, we saw it in theaters, and it. after the movie, they went into the making of that animatronic. So we got like five more minutes of that. It was... Grueling. It's like there's something about that kill specifically that like almost makes you feel guilty that you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I felt so... Un- and I don't feel uncomfortable. I did, I felt just as uncomfortable during that scene as I did during, like, the, the least offensive scenes in Sallow. So, I haven't seen Sallow yet, because it's, it is, it's one how of the things... How are you even... makes me feel just so weird. How are you even on this podcast? Because you have to... To make an entry into Sallow, you have to be in a good mindset. Because yeah. you go and see that, and you're like... <laughs> Maybe don't watch it by yourself, yes. either. You, but also don't, don't watch, watch it with, it with other people. people. <laughs> Bro, That's literally what we know. said. You can't win. And you yeah. should totally watch convince like Haley to watch it with you. No. Oh, no. Date night. <laughs> it's like watching... Imagine watching with your significant other or someone that you feel really close to and watching Holy Mountain. Yeah, like yeah. I... I <laughs> and you're just like, what the... What is going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy Mountain. I think, I think that's the same vein as Sallow. I think the it's closest the I've ever gotten to that was when Molly and I watched The Irreversible. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> and I was just like and you got halfway through the movie we we got to the halfway point and she was like please tell me this is gonna wrap up sooner and I was like it kinda does and five minutes later she was like oh my god I feel <laughs> so much better I feel so much yeah. better and I was like yeah cause like we always skip the, the scene Yeah. and the first 45 minutes of that movie are so like shaky and terrifying yeah. you feel sick and then the second half is so like Stable and normal. It's like, oh. ah, everything feels okay now. It's still messed up. Oh, no, it's still <laughs> fucked. And you have to live with what you saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The ending of Terrifier. I fell asleep just because it was like, all right, the kid and the brother, or the, the brother and the daughter, the, I don't you know, I just call her She Goddess because that's what they got, the yeah. design. The angel girl. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. It's like the whole premise of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heartbeat or whatever. It's like, whatever it is. They're Valkyrie. Yeah, exactly. They're in the carnival, and you see the the good friend and the the boyfriend get mutilated, and it's like okay, but it's like you've already seen the mess, most messed up parts of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's like all right, they encounter art, art, and they fight him, mm-hmm. and they cast him off. Everything's fine. Then they encounter art, and he's back again, and he's ready to go again. It's just seeing that's what kind of sent me over the edge of I was already tired late night and it's like I started falling asleep and I didn't see the resolution the last part I saw was when it's a all facade where she's talking to her mom and then it's like it's not 
So I fell asleep, and then the ending of it played, and it's I jumped up from my bed. And I was like, oh, I checked the phone. And I was like, I was watching Terrifier too. <laughs> so I turned it off, and I, that's the the last thing I remember. I need to go back since it's on there and just sure. watch the last ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. it played tricks on me. I will say, Damn, Terrifier as that. a that's modern, because if you think about it, the bar was set kind of at Texas Chainsaw back in oh, horror yeah, wise. Dude. I mean, for Texas, me, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I, I just I just have not seen anything know. that like, that trumps it, that. Like, are you talking about like a gruesome like horror gore? Yeah, because like, if in the terrifier sense, it is the next gen maybe like Texas slasher. Chainsaw yeah. Yeah, slasher. But um, but he's I, like he's I like an icon. Know. Like he's like a literal like horror like icon the clown now. You're talking about yeah yeah, yeah he Our, and it's, it's he only has three is, he only has three fucking movies Our and he's a clown. Yeah yeah. Not yeah. technically like, though because he this guy he was like I'm going to make my own MCU but with Art the Clown yeah RCU because <laughs> yeah. there's if you look at any of that guy's works there's always art there yeah but it's a different iteration of him. He's trying to build a brand. It's gonna be he's gonna the third one's gonna have a multiverse aspect to it and he's gonna bring no back way. the OG Art the Clown. I could feel it. I could feel oh, it in that that stupid know. motherfucker's bones. He would pull a stunt like that. I hope that they don't fall onto the multiverse trope, but they probably will there. eventually. I don't hate I don't hate Terrifier as much as Joey does. But well, I, I do I do not like it as much as you do. Oh I mean <laughs> I think I, love it. I think they're both like the yeah. okayest movies. But think about it in the grain yeah. of where we're at as horror. Because like I think I'm a little bit too harsh on Hereditary and Midsummer sometimes, but like we haven't had a true horror renaissance of 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 new films in today's day and age, like we had back in the seventies and eighties. Well, hold on now. There's definitely been some spectacular horror movies that have come in out the, the past, past couple years. In the past, like ten years. If you're going to mention Jordan Peele's, I agree. I, I, I would, but I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like, yeah. this is what uh, first jumps us to my mind. Us is terrifying, I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I actually haven't us seen Us is mid. He's got very short names, so there's Get but Out. Us, more like Sus. Us, and then Nope. I've yeah. seen Get Out and Nope. Yeah. I haven't been, I haven't watched Us yet because a lot of people give it a bad rap. And I haven't been able to find a streaming source to play it. I I'm, would say it's his worst, sure. but it, I think it's still good. I, I, I don't agree. think it's better. I, I, I think I Get Out is that, better right. than Us. Us is more terrifying. I would still say it's definitely scarier. I, but I, I keep I, in mind I, Tim Heidecker is in it. Tim Heidecker. I love which man. I love Tim Heidecker. <laughs> that's a, like he's one, a mad man. Yeah, I love him. That's like one of Matt's favorite comedians. My favorite stand-up comedian. He yeah, he is special. crazy. And he. <laughs> And it's funnier when you know his comedy because I remember watching us and not knowing who he was, and uh, thinking this guy is weird. I don't like his character. But then when you know him and you understand that he is hilarious during those scenes, like he he is playing this character in such a crazy bizarre way. I I really like him in uh, us. Yeah. I would say there's been plenty of great horror movies. I'm looking at a list right now. Yeah, well, to be right. fair, I think that this year started off with some flops. Yeah. Because you I mean. kicked... Because Film Twitter popped off about Outwaters and Skinamarink, and both were, like, the worst movies ever. But then, like, you had Pearl, and Pearl fucking Pearl. ruled. Pearl. You had Pearl. X, and X fucking X ruled. Yeah. Um, rock. We had, uh... <laughs> 
I was I was gonna say uh, I saw men and I almost said that, but I yeah. was like, nah, I would <laughs> the saying it, chief. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. We I, had I wouldn't put that. We had malignant. <laughs> we had we had um, we're all going to the world's fair. We had the Ooh. scary of sixty first. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We're gonna count that. Who could forget Hubie Halloween? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, look me in the eye and tell me there hasn't been a good horror movie. All right, I still haven't seen the scary of sixty first. Just because of that movie is. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what you you weren't expecting. Yeah, it's like hearing it be on the that house that list. Jack built. <laughs> that yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna get to that okay. horror movie. Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily recommend this scare. I fucking love that movie, <laughs> but I feel like I shouldn't love that yeah. movie. It's Do a not very watch it with with Haley. Sorry, I don't, so weird. so like, we just we just keep on like like heaping stuff. Do not on. watch that with that's one you don't watch with anybody. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. just by yourself. What the scary of don't don't invite a person. Don't even do it when anybody's in the don't, house. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah. watch it by yourself. It's not scary in that in the sense where you're like someone's in my house. It's scary in the sense of like if somebody sees me watching this, I'm I'm going down. <laughs> They'll think <laughs> something like about you yeah. for sure. Definitely kind of like a salad experience. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It, goes, it gets a salad. Like box you only. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to coin that. Okay, that's awesome. Going in the salad box for me. It's no, things I that you like, know you shouldn't be yeah. watching, but you gotta watch. It's, yes. it's got the salad seal of approval. Manja, manja, manja. Salad seal for shit. <laughs> Triple F. Right. Man, Jared, you gotta watch salad, dude. It, mm. It's an eventual thing. Uh, I always think it's set and setting. Like, first time watching Skin and Marink. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Very annoyed. <laughs> and first time watching We're All Going to the World's Fair. What do you think about it? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good set point. Set and setting. You take these movies that are supposed to be like these creep factors. Like yeah. You feel like a, a, like almost voyeuristic type feel to it. Right. But it's like... We're all going to the World's Fair. Feels like a YouTube video. Kind of. If someone uploaded to YouTube, you would be like, "It was." It felt like a vlog. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it's not. It's something that you're supposed to stumble upon late at night. Like, yeah, like a. You have gone into unmarked territory. You go. You have gone down the YouTube rabbit hole. Right. So it's like you have to watch it in the that setting. Yeah. And I can't say this for all the creators that made it. I don't know what they're going for. But, like, if you watch We're All Going to the World's Fair late, late at night, like, in the AMs. Yeah. um, It's a whole different vibe than watching it in a theater. Yeah. Or with your buddies, et cetera, et cetera. So, now, Skinamarink, the first time I watched it, it was was just me and Molly. Mabel Mabel was asleep. We turned off all the lights in the house. Mm -hmm. And... We just, I think we like ordered, we ordered food and we kicked that movie off and I was like kind of excited. I was like, all right, here we go. And as it like, it got darker, it just like, it just kept going. It felt like, it felt like it was never going to end. And it's it's like an hour and 40 minutes and like not in a way of like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. A way of like, nothing has happened. Like there's just, I'm like, I'm looking at a wall. I'm hearing people whisper occasionally and I'm watching like this cartoon, and that's that's it. Like nothing really is happening. But on the other hand, Molly was like scared shitless, but like was like describing moments from her childhood that she felt like fit right into this 
this movie. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, well that's that's a totally valid thing. I I never experienced anything night. to that level. I definitely had like night terror, like just mm. that shared me in the middle of the night. But like nothing about that movie got me. Even with all the haunted toys my parents bought me, <laughs> <laughs> two to be precise. Fuck those toys, man. <laughs> I should have held on to them. I could have made millions. Oh, yeah. Could have been the sure. eBay guy. My Mr. Bucket goes off in the middle of the night. <laughs> Mr. Bucket, I took the batteries out. Look, there's a picture of him with no fucking batteries in it. He's going. He's, he's, he's rolling around. <laughs> I still haven't seen Skin of Morank. Skin of Morank. Dude, uh, you, should, you should see it. So, I was supposed to go see it. I was in Richmond for a couple days, and... Uh, they were playing it at like a dining room theater uh, place. And yeah. I was like, you know what, I'll go watch it. And then I was staying at a hotel room by myself. So I was questioning watching it. Then my buddy Ryan said he's seen it in New York, I think, opening week. And he said that it's something that you would much better, you would much, you would have a better time watching it. If you were 3 a.m. sitting by yourself with headphones on on your laptop. That's mm. the, the theater, he said, was an interesting experience. And that's when I put see that. I was like, do I want to watch this on my laptop late at night? Yeah. Or do I want to watch it in a theater? Right. Because you're in a theater by yourself watching Skin and Marink. I haven't seen it. I've just seen clips of it. That would yeah. crawl down my skin. I get that. I um, I will say that I have watched a movie by myself in the theater, and it was a movie that we brought up earlier, Texas Chainsaw Dude. You watched that by yourself? By myself at venue. Oh, mm. shit. Three o'clock in the afternoon. And, dude, when, when I left that theater, I was scared. Of Texas Chainsaw I, I was fu- one. I was, oh, I was terrified, dude. It literally, like, I was walking down the hallway. I was, like, I, I don't know what came over me. That I felt like there was someone behind me, and I did the whole like I like looked behind me, and I'm like, what the hell? There's someone following me out to my car. No joke. Yeah. No, I I, I was, totally get that. It was. Spooky. I didn't see it by myself, but I remember it came to venue, and I think you were. I think we went, Jared. Yes. Yeah, we, we all didn't go. I know, yeah, I know. I was I was supposed to be there with you. Guys, that's right. It, that's why like, I couldn't go, and I went on the last day, and I was like, well, I'm gonna go to a showing where there's probably not gonna be anybody there. I just remember being like, <laughs> actually, like. I remember being like so petrified, like in the first ten minutes of that movie, and then right when I felt the most uncomfortable, that's I think around the time Joey was like, "This is my dad's favorite movie." <laughs> and we were like, "What?" He's got a picture of it in his uh, garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've never we <laughs> we've never met Joey's dad, and now meeting Joey's dad, it's like even weirder. <laughs> like, it's the nicest fucking guy I've ever met in my life. It is a very, very grimy movie. Yeah, without a doubt. But I I do agree that watching it in the theater was way was way harder than like watching it for the first time like on DVD. Yeah, was, I was like, oh, like wow, that was good. But like in a theater, I was like, this is very ominous. This is definitely a scarier watch. I also just did not remember the opening how how it goes with i mean of course the monologue like the i always forget about the monologue yeah Oscar, and then does the thing but then the like i mean every horror movie does it now but that like it plays like the music and it just shows still photos of animal carcasses yeah and like animals ripping into each other and it like it's it's like all red or it's all green or like yeah. and it's just the music is very harrowing also Alone in the theater, 
I didn't realize this watching it in my house, but from from like the middle of the movie till the end, I forget her her name, but the main actress yeah. is screaming nonstop, and there this, you, this, you can't the hear table anything scene. else. You can't hear, yeah, literally from from like them going like here on the head, grandpa, here on the head, grandpa, and they just keep on doing that from that point on. It's just her screaming and yelling for the entire rest of the movie, and then you just get the Leatherface chainsaw on top of it. Dude, I remember like leaving and my and my ears were like ringing. I was, oh my god! It's a trope that we don't see any more of, of <laughs> bombarding your audience. Well, it was well, so no, crazy. Saying, I was just like, we we all watched that movie and we know it's dirty and grimy. But at the end of the day, we we're like, we hope that someone escapes from this. And it's yeah, it's gonna suck that they are living with this knowledge. It's, it goes back to like Final Girl. Yeah, like those that's, old, dude, of course, 100%. We don't get any more of that. Now it's just you like everybody... did with like Pearl and X. So I've seen X, and I have a different opinion on it. Literally the final on. girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't speak too much on it, because I, I, I have my opinions of just X. I haven't seen Pearl yet. I haven't found a, a place to watch it without paying for it. Man, it's it so legally, good. Legally. Legally. <laughs> Redact, um, redacted. Has, Terrifier 2 has a final girl. Kind of. It's like kind of. Yeah. You gotta find them. They, the, I think what you mean is that not that they don't get made, it's that they don't get talked about. Yeah. They get made a lot. They just, they never are what's in the spotlight. I'm missing, what I, I me and you differ on this a lot, is that horror movies don't have a good ending anymore. As far yeah, as people where the evil is destroyed. That's my whole thing on it. And I always say I, I want to write a thesis on this on the cultural state of horror movies where it's uh or an essay so to speak uh you don't have good endings and people don't know how to write people you have stuff that happens in horror movies that just doesn't make any sense like mm. have you seen the new texas chainsaw massacre no but i've heard that it's man that movie is so it. hard to watch it is it is Almost going back to the AI thing, written by AI. People that do not understand how people work. <laughs> and that's a lot of our new age horror has that. They don't know how to write people believable. Yeah. Like where they're caught in this, not because they're dumb or they're just like completely extrapolated on in the the, uh, the fictional part of it. Is that I think if you took a horror movie... And you made it so everybody's doing exactly what you would do in a horror situation. That would be terrifying. They're doing whatever they can, which is realistic, and they're still getting picked off. That would be my triumphant horror movie. Because nowadays you just have people that just do stupid things. And I go back to, it's not even a horror movie, Alien Covenant. Yeah. That was a bad movie, though. People were doing, they don't know how to write people anymore. But don't yeah. you like the bad, like, with Halloween, like, Michael wins all the time. Like, and, and I like that the evil force is carried on throughout these movies. So, like, I like when you have a really good bad guy. Those are always my favorites. Like, the Michaels. Darth Vader is my mm. favorite in Star Wars. Like They could you, come back, but yeah. there's still some sort of... Where's the jar? Yeah, yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mentioned. God it. damn it! You can have baddies that come flowed. back. You're right. You're right. But a lot of times, and Darth Vader loses. So does Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Depending on Maybe. which timeline you're going yeah. on. 
a lot of with, with a lot of these horror villains. But it could be that if you, it, I feel unfulfilled if I watch a movie and you know life sucks already. Yeah. We could we could go past that regardless. But it's like you watch a movie for an hour and a half, an hour, two hours of your life, a horror movie, yeah. and at the end it's like horror one once again. It's yeah. like. Or evil one once again. Sure. And you know I get that. that. It's I like, man, that. like, evil's always winning in life, but it's like, do you really want to watch a movie and it's like bonking you on the head, telling yeah. you b- bad things happen to good people? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Like, I kind of live for that. Long, as long as it's done tasteful. Fuck a good person. I, I like it. I also I like love a, a happy ending. A I'm with yeah. you. There's I just love not, a happy ending. Not enough See, happy endings but, anymore. Yeah. I, Let PTA make a horror movie. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there are a lot of movies in the theaters and like that are made that I would say outweigh the smaller, almost niche genre of horror. And, and that are always good endings. And and like those are much more like frequently in the theaters and stuff like that. So like for for like every Evil Dead Rise, it's like kind of a nihilistic movie. You Oof. have 10, 20 Marvel movies, Disney yeah. movies, cine- like I almost said Cinemax. No, not Cinemax, but just different <laughs> Netflix. It doesn't matter. There's just yeah. like Illumination, stuff yeah. like oh, that. Oh, Cinematics right there, bro. Yeah. Bro, but it's like these are all just good examples of movies that generally end positively. So it's like yeah. there's nothing wrong with with either of them. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to seriously say both of them equal and both of them are great top, great uh, ways to, to go about a movie. I think it's all about just style and substance. That's why it's like, you know, a, a movie like Terrifier, for example, mm-hmm. is like I understand why Joey yeah. despises that movie. Yeah, but, pretty easy. But, yeah, it's like... I think I'm total, in the majority here, actually. It makes sense. But I also understand why it's... Um, why I like it too it's just because of yeah. the the effects and mm-hmm. a good a good splatter effect is always well appreciated yeah the practice I, I do love a good practical effect Terrifier 2 doesn't does it too much <laughs> to the sense that it makes you want to throw up I get so that. that that's maybe why I don't like it I get that also I will say that even though horror's in a weird phase right now or state yeah I'm actually kind of excited just to see where it goes as exactly. as as we enter more of a you know obviously I like very late in saying this but it's like a d- more digital age it's just it's more about access you're you're gonna you're gonna have yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of movies to watch at you know and and we we already have that but it's just people just keep on building and building and building that catalog it doesn't stop it's it just keeps growing yeah so it's really up to you like. The world's at your fingertips. You can jump into modern stuff and only pay attention to modern stuff and kind of dive into it fresh as if that's the the first time it's ever happened and you can act like that and you can feel that way. Or you can go backwards and feel that way about like the classics and like experience the Renaissance the first Mm -hmm. time it it actually happened. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, it's pretty cool. I like, I like experiencing both sides of the coin, so... Man, but speaking about movies that are underrated and should be given Oscars in their time, welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast. Welcome. A podcast where we uh, do a, I guess you could say, Christmas in July episode with our our movie choices this evening. That's Santa. (laughs) What the fuck? So for our shot this evening, we have Jim Cummings, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yes. A man who who our guest and I believe is our, our new 
second coming, if you will, of Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Great, okay. And then to chase it down, we have Joe Dante's Gremlins, a movie that I'm sure more than one of us at this table thought was directed by Steven Spielberg this <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Yeah, right. Seriously. So funny. And we have a special guest with us this evening. We have, uh, would you like to go by Jared or uh, Young Bud? I could interchangeably. Interchangeably? interchangeably. Okay. All right, all right. We have Jared slash Young Bud on the pod tonight. <laughs> These are his recommendations. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Young Bud. Ah, uh, well, I'm just a common man. A man <laughs> for entertainment and the uh, archival nature of it. Mm. So, mm. Yes. Well uh, spoken. Thank you, YB. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Matt. I'm Joey. Uh, I guess that makes me Jared. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome, guys. The YB. <laughs> what you guys been watching this week? Um, I I finally got a chance to hang out with my brother, and we just randomly threw on uh, a movie called Wildflower. Cause my I brother, saw that. My brother is very picky. Shout out, Michael. I love you. But he he is the pickiest person I know, and so he won't watch a movie I've seen. That's one rule. Um, and then he had, we I just went... You pick a movie and I'll watch it, whatever it is. We went through Hulu and we found this movie. And, you know, the acting wasn't great, but, like, the heart it had was pretty good. Um, If you've ever seen I Am Sam, I love this movie. This is, like, one of those movies I watched over and over as a kid. This movie is very similar, where it's about a girl who has uh, uh, two parents, actually, in this situation, who have mental disabilities and... She's like kind of raising herself, but also oh. being actually raised by her parents. You come to find out that, you know, she is who she is through this. And it was actually pretty good. I gave it three and a half. Damn, it, that sounds it, like a good it surprised time. me. My brother also really liked it. So that was really cool to watch a movie together. Is this the brother that like spirited? Yes. This is the brother. <laughs> and, and also hated a movie we all saw this week, too. No, he did not. Yes. He hated... We saw Asteroid City. Yeah. He hated Asteroid did City. Did not like Ast... My whole family did not like Asteroid That's City. That's so fucked up. Yeah, it was It was pretty It was pretty bad. Um, they were about to do, like, the whole Nick thing. My dad started saying things in the theater out loud so people could hear it. Oh. And it was like... I... It was, it was hard to watch with them, but I loved the movie regardless. That's something else I watched this week. Damn. Yeah. I know y'all probably have some things to say because y'all watched it together. Well, I, I kind of feel like a massive idiot because I was like, let me look at my phone because I just need to remember real quick what I watched. And I, I first off, it was No Hard Feelings, which Joey and I Oh, shit, we did watch, watch that together. too. But, this, but, but, but the second one was even bigger. You guys already brought it up. Yeah, Asteroid City. City. <laughs> I didn't forget watching that. I just want to be clear. Where are you I, at? I, I, thought, I thought it was great. But I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't remember it. Jesus. It's a good movie. It was actually. Do, do we want to talk about? Let's Asteroid talk about City a little bit. I don't okay. know anything about Asteroid. So he hasn't seen it. So let's not go into <laughs> too fine. many okay, details. So I know the big, big buffs about it. The things that's going on about it that people are talking about. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Good, good, good. Um, well, we're not going to spoil it for for the rest of you, but this isn't um, the Flash. Asteroid City, I think, at least it's you know just being a couple of days removed. I think that it is. Not my favorite. I'm mm-hmm. going to stand by what I said on Letterboxd. It's not my favorite. But it is one of the better ones. It is one of the top movies. But I do see Wes Anderson as making more 
better than not movies. Like, yeah. Like, pretty much every movie that he's made has been worth yeah. watching. Worth, yeah. Worth I've time, never seen a movie of his and been like, I wish I had that time back. Yeah. So, I think it's one we, it, right? I think it's, it's like one you have to see decide. more than once. Agreed. Yeah, it's like, check it out. And, it, and right, Joe. It probably wouldn't that, break, that, like, that my top five, but like, it is It is a good, that, it is a good movie. Do, would you watch Man, it again? Oh, for sure. I want to see it again. I'm, yeah, like, I plan on seeing it. Hopefully, I probably have to see it soon, because I don't imagine this is going to stay long in the theater. No. Probably not. I was amazed our Regal got it, like, as fast as it did. Well, I, th- I think it's where we're located, because, you know, everyone at the college we oh, yeah. live near loves Wes Anderson. Most definitely. Oh, I love that guy. He's that TikTok artist. Exactly. I kind of hate that. Everybody's but I'm copying thankful. his style right now. <laughs> yeah, they are. So not. many videos. Just, bro. Like, I've just started blocking accounts that are making. They figured stuff out like what that. his color scheme. This is what it would look like if Wes Anderson did a Harry Potter movie. Bro, I'm just like, one, you, I know that you've just spent hours just sifting through so many bad yeah. pictures and you just have found the couple of ones yeah. that kind they of found look like scene. what you titled the video. Like, That's right. The fuck, bro? They found a scene, stole the color grading and the music and just said, this is Wes Anderson. Like, no, you just stole what he's done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's like... No, my AI did it. Yeah. It's like sometimes people make and videos like that and it's like, you didn't even do and it it's though. So, it's yeah, like, exactly. you just, you just like, made everything pastel and like kind I of... I reimagine what it would be like if Wes Anderson did Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Check it out. AI video, yeah. I hate that fucking... Stud. Stupid that fucking shit. app. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So we all saw Asteroid City. I would agree. I, I think it's a it's a really good movie. Your family is is nuts. Yeah. They they were ready for a weird movie. I'm like the weird movie yeah. guy. They it's don't a kind like, of weird movie. Yeah. But not I, like crazy like out there. Exactly. Weird. And it was PG thirteen. I'm like a PG thirteen Wes Anderson movie. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Let's go agree. out, family. And no, they hated it. Well, I guess it's not for everybody. But yeah. Also, back to what. We watched this week. I just wanted to touch on it just because that'll yeah. clear yeah, yeah. me from saying what I, what, what I watched this week. Um, <laughs> she's the man three. You know, it, it was... Uh, what, what, what no hard it? feelings. No, You no just said feelings. it. She's the man three. <laughs> no hard feelings, bro. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my you. god, dude. What, that's where like... do you stand on this movie now? <sighs> being a couple of days removed. Dude, I, I think it's okay. It's like funny. I think the middle part of that movie is very funny at some point. Sure. I, I think, like, it, like there are some jokes that are, are actually funny. I think Jennifer Lawrence is good yeah. in this movie, but the beginning is very bland, and, you like, you basically have already watched the beginning if you watch the trailer. Yeah. And then the end is boring. I and... would agree, yeah. It's like, like it, it, it's I was just ready strange. for it to end. But the middle part was, like, very intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, and I, I can't tell you the last time I watched a movie where it started and you were like, oh, they're, okay, like, this is actually supposed to be funny. Okay, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Like, because it, it's like there's no setup to anything. Yeah. It's like the moment you see a, a character, it's a joke line. And you're like, it, it's like I've just never been, like, greeted with a joke, yeah. I guess, like, fresh out the gate. With like no context at all, and and you know there's nudity in this movie. That's why big reason why this movie's rated R. But the the only nudity in this movie is like truly the most like unflattering. It's like Jennifer Lawrence like beating up little children. Yep. <laughs> 
not maybe not little children. That sounds More bad. Like but like college like, age, yeah, kids. like nineteen year old, twenty year old, naked like, Jennifer Lawrence beating up college yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, like drop kicking them, putting them in a headlock, and like it's insane. <laughs> it's like, and so that part was actually kind of funny. Was somebody pointed out to me, which is so goofy that. What if it was just the opposite of her getting beat up in Mother? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. And they and they literally just wanted out. to do yeah. something stupid like that, just like the literal opposite. Interesting. I uh, I I did not get to watch No Hard Feelings with you guys. Yeah. No, no was, invite. Was sad. Well, it was like in the middle of a work day. It was like at four. Yeah, it was at like four. Yeah, it was like at a, at a weird, awkward time. Hourlies. I, yeah, I, <laughs> Can't just leave work early. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, um, I watched a couple, a couple I know, things. No, I saw you on Letterboxd, bro. I, so, <laughs> I did, so we all watched Asteroid City. After watching Drive, I had to go back and rewatch Only God Forgives. Oh. Yeah. Um, which was like, not... I wouldn't say not as good as I remember it being. It was like oh, no. so boring. No, like oh, nothing is happening. Even kidding. What? That movie is boring as hell. It is. It is like one visually. It's like one of the most beautiful movies I've oh, ever seen. But yeah. holy god, is it dull? <laughs> oh no. It is so. But then like it'll have like these random pockets of hyper violence, mm-hmm. and it'll be like the bloodiest thing you've ever seen, and then it'll be like a guy walking down the street for like three minutes. <laughs> You're like. Yeah, okay. and then it will be this this white woman with blonde hair saying the N word, and you're just like, dude, what's going? Ryan Gosling has like, I think definitely says less than fifty words oh my in God. that yeah. in that whole movie. Okay, very similar to Drive, same director, same exact director. Crazy, and very it's neon. Yes, oh yes, it was just not as like intense as I had remembered it being from the first time I saw it back in like 2011 or 12. No, it had to be 2012, I think, because I think that's when the movie had come out. But regardless, it was, like, it was pretty okay. I didn't hate it. I think Drive is better. Um, and then <laughs> we saw a movie last night, and I've been waiting 48 minutes to bring it up. We, except for Joey. Joey bailed. Okay, yeah. throw that down on the mat Joey, right now. We all sorry. saw the 20th anniversary of The Room last night at our local Regal. Sad. And we, dude, I, this is my fifth time seeing that movie. Still one of my top 10 best movies ever made. Tommy Wiseau is a genius. We need to start putting people down in the streets. I'm just going to get that out of the way now. I will, I will hunt you down. Yes. There was a guy (laughs) in our fucking theater (laughs) that was the worst person to ever be birthed. Like throughout that whole movie. He did his own, he would quote the movie, and then in between lines he would do his own commentary. And the commentary, always not funny. And it was so fucking obnoxious. And I wouldn't have minded it had it not been so constant. There was no break from it. And then at the end of the movie, he stood up and bowed. Yes, dude. And I was like, man, a bridge too far, pal. A bridge too far. He had some good bangers. What do you some, mean? He had some good moments. No, he did not. <laughs> yeah. Name one. Yeah. He he knew Ooh. some lines. <laughs> yeah, that's he's getting the lines wrong. <laughs> some, of, some of them. Some of them. He's he's going a little bit. He's getting like Icarus. Too close to the, too sun. Close to the sun. Yeah. Where he's trying to do 
intermediate lines between the big lines and yeah. it's like, to kind of like show off like I know the room so well and it's like dude you're not the care. only person here that's seen the movie Seriously. that's totally fine but you should expect this going into the room 20th celebration in I, Lynchburg Virginia I don't know because everybody else in that theater was normal mm. they they spouted off they what? shot off one joke that joke was a banger and it was that, that was, was the it. end of that they just kind of waited they had one in the pocket and they would just release it oh in the wild. God. What was I the one? This. What was the one guy in the front row? It, Claudette's talking about if she, if Lisa continues on with her, with what she's doing, cheating on Johnny, that there's going to be, I can't even remember the exact line. She something, something terrible's gonna happen. Yeah, something terrible's gonna happen if you keep messing around like this. And a guy in the front seat said, uh, what do he say? I think he said, like, boy, I'll say. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, that was a very tasteful comment. We all know what happens at the end of yeah. this movie. Yeah. That was perfect. It's Which, it's a messed up ending. It's like, it is very God, tragic. forgive me. And it's, go, like, I can't say much about Tommy Wiseau, because I don't know what he was thinking with this movie. Like, what, what yeah. is... It is absolutely crazy <laughs> with the whole scenes with Chris R. Why is this going on? <laughs> Where's my money, Denny? <laughs> what drugs? Are you doing drugs? It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're not my fucking mother. <laughs> Tommy Wise like, oh yeah, this is how they write it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. And Greg Sestero, man, like he that guy could have made it far. I think his acting isn't the greatest, but he teamed up with Tommy. And he's like, this is how I'm going to make it as an actor. And I, I don't know the full story of how it went down. I've seen the disaster artists. I've done a little bit of independent research. But it's like, Greg Sestero is a decent actor. He could have been one of the greats in the <laughs> early 2000, 2010 scene. Yeah, he could definitely be in the Fast and Furious movies right now. But that would be amazing. Yeah. I yeah. think Greg Sestero would thrive in a Fast and Furious movie. I could see That's that. That's true. That's true. He was, he was very... And he's still a good-looking man. He's like a, a a decent-looking dude. He's older now because like, it's it's almost crazy to think that the room twentieth was yesterday. Yeah, that does that was insane. Anniversary, like because I told Haley it. it was made in two thousand. Even that's crazy. But two thousand three. Yep. Uh, which Johnny he rides good cars. I looked it up. Mercedes. Oh, that's what Johnny drives around in the room. Oh, uh, yeah, but he also he has an apartment or loft or townhome that doesn't make an iota of sense. The floor he plan's makes, insane. He owns the whole apartment. That's what I gathered. <laughs> he owns yeah. the whole apartment. But that makes it even worse. So, 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 <laughs> Lisa's cheating on Johnny with essentially like one of his tenants. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So fucked up. And I won't say it on here because it's messed up. But I'll just say uh, BPD. <laughs> no harm no foul she's just we'll just say that young bud shot that one off tommy wiseau wrote just an absolutely evil woman just oh and, yeah and just from the and it goes from i don't want to say anything bad about tommy but it's a very like we talked about this before he yeah. just has a almost cultural barrier on how like he human beings interact with one he, another well, it could go a little bit farther than that. He doesn't understand English or American speakers. So he understands like tropes and uh, themes and movies. But it's just he had the cash. If you could back the cash, you could make whatever the hell you want. Yep. If I had $500,000, I could make a movie. It, it might not be a good movie. But yeah, it'd be a movie can, nonetheless. You could make a movie, mm -hmm. yeah. For it's sure like, with 500000 That's most movies I feel like being made. 
just that indie scene. They and got making too much money. Mm-hmm. Basically, most things from Disney. <laughs> they have money. They can make whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. Somehow they keep making shit. So, <laughs> fuck the guy that ruined the whole thing. That movie is still absolutely gassed, though. I, dude, I agree. First time watching it in the theater, it was amazing. Yeah. It was super fun. It, and it's what you expect from a, a room showing. Yeah. I think so, yeah. People I mean, just coming together and reveling in this uh Honestly, this crazy it me, movie. It made me question if I ever wanted to go to a showing like that ever again, though. Like, Same. It's a, like it's, because because I'm a I'm a fan enough to watch like a Rocky Horror Picture Show in a theater, but I I don't know if I want to run the risk anymore, unless it's like a non prop showing. But even if it's a non prop showing, I don't know if I want to run the risk of people singing in the theater. That I would be like, bro, you have to stop, <laughs> dude. That's like it what you're supposed to do, though. But yeah, I know it's like they it. literally. I know, but it's like, bro, that's just like. Yeah. Does that does that make me antisocial? It's, a, that it's just a, it's just a fandom. You know? Yeah. Like, like do that, you really right? like? I enjoyed it just not, because not a part of it for all the sex scenes in the room. It's like these are just awkward, just soft core type yeah. style scenes. It's so a little funny, bit of dude. boobage. It's so funny. But you it's are like my rose, you are my rose, you are my rose. <laughs> it just keeps it has going. a crazy soundtrack. Like, did yeah. they pay for that? Did they all four songs? They were like, we yeah. want this for the room. <laughs> Tell me what I was like, I love it. Can you even listen to any of those songs? I, I have no I, idea. I've I never... don't think you can because I tried to look them up. I, 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 I could be so wrong, but, I, but, but I think Tommy Wiseau rights. owns the songs. Yeah, and, and, and it's only in the movie. I'm pretty sure. I think so. it's it's a good way because like in the sex scenes, what are you gonna? Are you just gonna watch the whole? They're like eight minute, five to eight minute sex scenes. Right. They're what are you gonna say about that? You're just gonna sit there and watch it. You know, in a theater, I, I can understand the joke aspect of that. And also, like, that. the, you're tearing me apart, Lisa! Lisa. Oh, Stuff like that. It makes sense of to course. just jump into Because those were lines that the whole people, theater yeah, erupted that, into. That's, yeah, that's fine. It was the the lines were like, the guy in front of us would be like, yeah, well, Lisa's being a bitch. <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, we know that. We yeah. were all seeing the movie. Yeah. Or, Shut the fuck up. Or like, Lisa would, like, say something that's, like, obviously... Crazy or suspect, and he'd be like, "Come on, come on! Why is she doing that?" I'm just like breaking the fourth wall, almost like basically saying, "Like we all know that this is a bad movie, but kind of breaking into that Deadpool aspect of like, yeah, it's a bad movie. We we're all watching this because it's a fun but bad movie. We already know it's a bad movie. Let's just enjoy this experience. We already know. Yeah. Seriously." It is what it is. Fuck that I mean, guy. People, it, it's it's just it is what. It, yeah. Some people vibe with that. Some people don't. It was. I think yeah. you can't view the room unless it's like I was saying earlier with uh, drinking or whatever and yeah. friends because it's yeah. just an absurd movie. Yeah, it is definitely like a movie to watch with all the buds. Yes, just coming together, just riffing on it. It's almost like a hate watch, but it's just, it's so funny. It's kind of hard to hate watch that movie because yeah. I just find yeah. it so... It's I mean, the most it's, inspiring movie I've ever seen in my entire life. That's very true. <laughs> Paired with the disaster artist, though, it's almost sad. Oh, it's like it's, the saddest movie in the world after like, that. Like, the backstory on it's like, damn, like, <laughs> this guy just wanted to make movies, but they were just bad. <laughs> <laughs> he had the I wish I was getting yelled at by Judd Apatow. <laughs> 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 oh my god, what have, what else, have, what have you been watching? So I have a gauntlet, so to speak, <laughs> for the month of June only. Watched a while ago, Christine, 
that was a good good watch. Yeah. Good little uh, flick. John Carpenter. Uh, and then it was a little while before I watched any movies. Till the past couple of days when I was sick, I watched the gauntlet of, in one night, Django Unchained to start it off. Okay. Good long flick. Yeah. Really good. So he'd never seen it before. Have you ever seen, seen that before? Yeah. Never seen it before. I YouTube, love that movie. YouTube Shorts was like, you're going to watch Hateful Eight and uh, Django Unchained. And it's like, I don't know why I never watched Django Unchained the past couple of years because it it's a really good Tarantino flick, you know? It's uh, true. Yeah. It, it is one of the most unquotable movies. <laughs> you know? yeah. oh, sure. You're just like, all right, Django Unchained. No, don't don't quote it. That's the movie. But <laughs> just, go ahead and watch. Oh, it's that one movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I watched Castle Freak and the Terrifier uh, duo. And right. I ended up not finishing Terrifier 2, as, as said. Okay. But good, good first night. Castle Freak, it's a little bit too janky. And a little bit too Italian uh, for me to get the taste from it. But I, I for, his name is Stuart Gordon, I believe. He is one of the best H.P. Lovecraft interpreters in the uh, in the filmscape. Uh, I always forget the name. From Beyond. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's what it's called. From Beyond. Absolutely greatest works of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely okay. check that out. Then I started the next night with John Wick Chapter 2. Then I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Then I watched John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Which, John Wick, what could go wrong with it, you know? It's just a fun little watch. You turn your brain off. Action, action, action. Bro. He's got the best knives, best guns, best bourbon. And I even make fun of John Wick, too, because I, I said all these classic cars are going up in value. And bourbon is going up in value because it was in John Wick 2. So it has a cultural reaction to it. Interesting. Texas James Hall 2, it's there there's a lot to say about it, but not a lot. Because yeah. it's it's a good sequel, but it's also very horny. You could you could attest what I'm talking about. Oh, of course. It's a very interesting remake, but I think it's good, but it goes back to people writing realistic characters. And some of the characters in there, they make dumb decisions, really dumb deci- decisions from my from I get my that. Part. I get that. I love the. But I would say the atonal shift in that one is so good. Terrifier series, Texas Chainsaw, and John Wick Chapter Three. However, you get to those good watches, <laughs> and to end it all off in the past couple of days, I watched Tombstone. Really good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Beginning of, or not even beginning, but a different take on spaghetti westerns and westerns. Yeah. Western westerns can be profitable, and have good stories and over the top. Which is the arm wrestling <laughs> Sylvester. That's a Sloan. great movie. <laughs> and to end it all off, we had the the gauntlet of watching Gremlins, uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow, and The Room in a in a three day or a two day time. Good oh. God, Bro. you're out of your mind. <laughs> there you go. That was my gauntlet of films. I, I figured it. it would be very fitting. I'm sick. I don't have anything else to do. Might as well watch a bunch of movies on the. Uh, road to this episode Dude. are you feeling better bud how about what D- physically are you still sick bro, he's feeling great. oh yeah I'm, fi- I'm i'm top of my class <laughs> i took a bunch of vitamins and i'm oh, fine man. oh it was okay. just a little good, i went to an anime convention and oh. it's like 
you know. How do you the, not come home sick? Yeah, the <laughs> pandemic. You got a different uh, fleet of characters and people, and it's your, it's boosting your immune system. You yeah. get through one hill and you go through the next. Honestly, you're, like, you're stronger yeah. now. Yeah. Exactly. Your body has developed an immunity for diseases that haven't even been the, discovered yet. The yep. DC uh, little rejuvenation. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well... Speaking of rejuvenating, let's talk about this movie that's rejuvenating film as a whole, in my opinion. Let's get into The Wolf of Snow Hollow. <laughs> Wolf, of, Wolf of Snow Hollow came out in 2020, directed by Jim Cummings. The tagline goes like this. Welcome to Snow Hollow. And then... That's the tagline? And then, <laughs> of course that's the tagline. What else could it be? And then... <laughs> Oh my god, what does it say? No, 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 I was just laughing at the, at the, at the tagline. Um, the summary. A stressed out police officer struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips his small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon. Dun, dun, dun. Which is an interesting view of the whole movie. Yeah. Coming in at a 3.3. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Letterboxd gets their reviews. Because he's, yes, he's paranoid. But it doesn't touch on the, the theme. The alcoholism. Which is a big part of that big movie. Part this of seems it, yeah. very different. Like Technically, like, sure, yeah, you could say this, but that is not the vibe of the movie. I would definitely not be like, he's tr- he's struggling to, to not give in to the paranoia. He's more of like, I am the only competent human being yeah, here, and, and I'm I freaking the fuck out. I hate this place. Which, yeah, like, everyone's so stupid, and, like, I hate working with these people. And... Which tags along with the whole idea of alcoholism. Where he is trying to solve this case, and he's just getting ridiculously blackout drunk during most of the scenes or some of the scenes, yeah. and he's trying to solve something bigger than him. And it's a whole, a whole part of tackling such a large uh, uh, triumph or trying to figure out what this case is, and he realizes what's going on. But at the same time, there's so many red herrings in this movie that you don't know what to believe. So it could tag into that paranoia part. That's true. I mean, after after um, well, I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater. I don't want to <laughs> throw too much out too soon. But um, overall, I I think that this movie, you know, once it starts, you can obviously tell it's not the biggest budget. And yeah. I will say the the only distracting part of this movie, just for me, I just want to throw this out because this is this is the only bad thing. The rest of it, I actually really like this movie. The only thing that that was that was distracting for me consistently was the sound. I don't know how <sighs> or what they used, but it's like some scenes were so muffled or like so muddy. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if they were mixed properly or if it was what they were using at the time. Maybe they didn't have a boom and they used an attachable camera mic or something like that and thought it would sound okay and then you get back to the editing room, you can't do reshoots and it, it is know, what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like and I know how low of a budget it was and I know that Jim Cummings wrote it for a bigger budget and then had to scale it back. So I totally understand. I know that those are all obstacles to overcome, and that's that's the only one day. They, they, yeah, I'm literally talking about it too much. It's it's, it's the only thing that sometimes really, sounds sound weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we should look at it on the grain of technically this is a COVID movie in the new grain of filmmaking because of the limitations. It was made during okay. Yeah, I don't know the exact timeline, but it, what 2020. Which yeah. one was made? That's true. So Could they have been might made pre, but yeah, some aspects of it. Yeah, 
I, I can't attest to the whole part. 2020, they probably got the filming done in 2019, but I mean, they, still they, getting they, the movie out of the year 2020 is insane. Because yeah, you can't really do reshoots down the line and editing. Yeah. If something comes up. And it's up. not going to theaters, it's probably a stream at home yeah i actually never looked into that i never saw any theatrical runs for it but what's weird is the first time i watched it was with you on amazon and it was free i had to rent it last time we watched it it was like six bucks to rent but didn't you have it through uh amc's app or something not anymore apparently Mm. it made me buy it Mm. i still have the amc app so i don't know like why it was gone but regardless yeah it's such a it's such a weird movie yeah like there are these moments where the movie is so insanely serious, and then mo- the, then the rest of the yeah. movie is so like off kilter comedic. It's true. And then it would go into the most experimental like B roll I'd ever seen. I was like, dude, what is oh, happening? No, I was caught off yeah. guard by by how the movie started. I was like, I have never seen something like this. Like, yeah. Just shots of a force and how he edited it together. It made me feel like I was spinning. Yeah. I was like, this is not fun to get lost in it's like i kept on having to like reorient myself in real time space yes i was like dude the screen is making me feel like i'm flipping right now it's kind of ham-fisted but the whole idea of being drunk think of the the very opening it's It's double vision it's true as you're seeing double as interesting really messed up i because like i you saw the notebook i brought a notebook to jot it but i just and and instantly got re-entranced yeah the of the movie and that's why I thought of is like if you look under this purely in a sense of like this movie's talking about being an alcoholic, mm-hmm. it it fits very well because like especially in the my I love the opening sequence especially like the whole going into our chaser, uh, the whole uh, orchestral type uh, when when he first discovers that his lover's dead after the whole weird yeah you know, I'm talking about the when they're in the bar and they say he's like my brother if he was here. You wouldn't like that word. It's like it's a very bait and bait and switch. Yeah, uh, very. It, uh, it's hard to say. It's 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 very uh, abrasive. The movie. Oh yeah, for sure. But the whole theme of alcohol within that time, and then the where the title sequence happens. That's like my favorite part of the movie with the whole paw print with looking at the moon. I say that's like one of my favorite moments in cinema. So Good lord! Yeah, <laughs> dial it back, pal. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's, not, it's a good movie. But when have you seen a werewolf movie do that? I mean, none that I can think of offhand. <laughs> <laughs> but it it does that. The whole movie is a bait and a switch. It's about alcohol, and it's not, but it is interesting. Bait and switch, where it's like you have this shot of her. Coming up and howling at the moon like a werewolf, but it's her just in a, a towel and her uh, uh, jacuzzi attire. Yeah. And then the score comes in. A, t- a bathing suit. Yeah, a bathing suit. <laughs> That's, That's the right word. <laughs> jacuzzi attire. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving a little bit of decency, you know? A koozie, a jacuzzi, jacuzzi attire. attire. <laughs> She's wearing a bathing suit, but it's in the middle of the winter time. So good. Yes. It's, which like goes 100%. off of the whole motif of. Does this timeline take place within a couple of weeks, days, or months? Because it's every time something happens, a full moon happens. And a full moon only happens once a month. Yeah, so yes. it's got to be months. 
right? I, no. Small, you don't think would, it's uh, within a couple months? You think this movie takes place in within a couple days? I think it takes place like within within a month. No. I think really? it's a time travel. Not a time travel. A movie, what? <laughs> it's like a movie that skips times, yeah. but it doesn't explain. Yeah. Because the only time the murders happen are during a full moon. Yeah. And a month does not have a full moon two or three times. So, in the off, can- off chance that this movie takes place within a couple days, that a place in the Midwest, maybe out west, has a uh, full moon three days in a year. Or three days in a month. Yeah, and the main character is like... The way he acts becomes more and more extreme so rapidly. Like he, at first, he's somewhat normal. He's a guy mm-hmm. that's going to AA. He's, he's this normal g- cop. It almost tricks you into yeah. thinking that he is a part. He is one of the werewolves. Yeah, as exactly. the as the film goes on, I I haven't read any interviews or kind of uh, discussions on this movie, but I believe that the symbolism of it is throughout this whole movie. He's getting drunk, and it's almost like saying like he's an animal howling at the moon. In my perspective, that the the whole movie is alcoholism. Yeah. In my perspective, do you know that this is Robert Forster's last movie? Did he actually die after this movie? I don't. I, I would assume if well, if Robert right, Forster's dead, right? One of the best lines in the movie where he's like saying, uh, "I want to ask you to pray with me because of the goddamn lawsuits." <laughs> Oh like, damn! Yeah, he died. That like he died like before the movie even came out. Oh man, it makes it even more sad with like the movie where he's literally dying. Where he yeah. yes, which I, I I talked to Nick about this. This movie makes me an emotional just because of the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Like when we were watching it the other night, like the two scenes that hit me big are the scene where Robert Forster's character has undergone a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And it's right after that line with the, the, I want to ask you to pray with me. And it's like Jim Cummings' character is screaming, or not screaming, but he's just breaking down. He's like, he's like, I can't do this right now. That scene hit me big. And also the, uh, you want to be a sheriff? Why don't we start acting like one? Because it's just such a dumbed down way of like saying like, you're drunk, you're a fool, you're, you're disregarding everything. And kind of just trying to move forward when all this has happened. It's a very it's a very emotional movie if you look at it. Just a, a, as a, all the stuff that goes on, it's a emotional drama mixed with a thriller with the whole werewolf aspect of it. How many times have you seen this movie? This is the third time. Really? So I watched this once at my uh, cousin's house. Yeah. And he has a he has a real proper uh, theater system, and it just really struck me i didn't know what i was going into it as uh and it just came out of nowhere with the whole theme and score and everything uh and all the jokes because it was like laughable but it was also you realize like this is a really messed up (laughs) storyline this is a movie that works a lot better on like a bigger screen oh yeah yeah like i don't think you would think this movie is good if you watched it on your phone Oh no! Yeah, it's just one of those sci-fi like little vestibules, so to speak. Yeah, it's just a f- sci-fi movie. But if you go into it full, just attention, I think you could take a lot out of it, just because of it. It's 
intervention. It, it, it is a movie about being a drunk, an alcoholic, yeah. and trying to overcome a big point in your life. But it juggles that where he's he's got a daughter, he's getting he's separated or divorced, and he's an alcoholic. And now he, there's a werewolf, quote unquote, in the town, and his daughter's staying with him, and his dad's got heart problems. He's going through a divorce. It's just a very melodrama movie, and maybe past melodrama because it's just of the subject matter. Yeah, and he's just. There's a lot of points where there's a teapot buzzing in the background, and it's it's kind of just to, to denote how like frustrated he is with everything going on. He's like about to burst, and I I I just think Jim Cummings is a good creator. Zany is yeah. more of the word that because like he plays like. He writes, directs, and stars as the lead in this movie, yeah. which is a, which is a big, it's a big order to fill. That's a lot to do, and he plays such a crazy fucking character that almost doesn't feel real in that universe. The same way Tommy Wiseau doesn't feel real in that. Well, I mean, in that universe, nothing feels real. Yeah. But in, but in like, I guess even here in the real world, Tommy Wiseau doesn't seem like a real person. This guy has these absolutely bizarre interactions where he'll just be like, yeah, well, anyways. And then just go into a whole other tangent while looking at a dead body. And then he has, like, these crazy freak-out moments. Yeah, and he also gets, like, oh, my God, intensely passionate, like, out of yes. nowhere. Or, like, he slaps a lot of people in the movie, too. And yeah. Like, what the fuck he's breaking down. Having a breakdown because of the cards he's given. And there's a lot of just really good parts, like... If you look at the one scene where the guy that already has his girlfriend dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, Sheriff, if you ever catch a guy that does this, I want you to shoot till you can see the ground below him. And that pulls right into the end. But yeah, the theory that I always go on is how many killers were out there. From the first watch, I'm going to ask you two. Where, who do you think was behind all this? Well, I'm gonna answer two ways. My first way is how I watched it, and how how I interpreted it was that we don't know if there actually was a werewolf, um, like I mean, a real werewolf or a fake werewolf, and there could be both running around. There could just be one. It could be, you know, one or the other, whatever. Um, but the movies left it just kind of leaves you with that that ambiguous ending even though that one dude does throw himself in um but there's another his, person that gets arrested with, with his costume yeah, yeah. with his costume so you, you almost i almost was like led to believe that he just buried him in this dude's land and got away with it Ooh, no idea. that's a good theory but yeah. there's also this weird guy that, that lives in the camper that dies of a drug overdose that he has a I don't even know exactly what breed it is, but it's like a uh, Siberian Husky. Yeah. Like that same build. It looks. He's living in a, a trailer on a little lot, and well, he burns that well, woman. Well, Who that, the hell is she? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, sure. that made me think of, like, that's why he chose to bury the bodies there. Because you it, it seems justifiable, like, that this guy with this dog could murder all these people. Because it's obviously a dog that's murdering them. Maybe. 
But then there's also know. the second murdering. I know I, we're yeah. getting a little bit in the I, meat no, we're good, we're good. This this is how it goes. I, but yeah, the whole scene. She's at the van. She's tying, yeah. taking off her like little skis, which at the, it goes past that uh, uh, suspension of disbelief because she's in a van in a parking lot at that ski lodge, just sure. taking off her shoes like normal. Everything's fine, and then she hears something, and then you see like the seven to eight foot wolf. You see evidence of something going on, yeah. but you don't know who's involved by it. Because that guy at the end, who they think or discover to be the taxidermy guy, they don't. that could not fill out with what happened on that one night at the ski lodge. Yeah. And it's a bait and switch on who is the real werewolf. What's it? Well, well, I mean, I was just gonna add, like, you every every time the the uh, werewolf is 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 on the screen, you also get like monster noises. Yeah, so, right. And, and I don't know, you know, I I don't know if you can attest to this, Jared. You've seen it multiple times, mm-hmm. but are there some scenes where that where that wolf is on the screen and there aren't any noises coming from it? You know what I mean? Because because that that might be the answer right there. Like the dogs barking, or are you talking more so like? the noises that are made as far as like the scratching like monster and noises me meaning like th- there there are a couple of scenes where you hear a werewolf growl mm-hmm. or a werewolf roar and maybe yeah. he put it in his costume but we do get a look enough at the costume it doesn't look like something that has like a, a voice or a part of the costume but i was just gonna add this um, the thing that I found out is, is that there were apparently a lot of scenes, I don't want to say a lot of scenes, but there were some scenes of, um, the director revealing that there was like claws on the, on the werewolf costume. They had like razor blade claws, mm-hmm. but they decided to, to cut that out. Mm-hmm. Um, this from the behind the scenes yeah. point of view. Okay. So, and it's, it's not, I'm not saying that's a like disprove anything right but it's uh it could be disproving the point that there are multiple werewolves mm. but maybe jim Cummings saw that you could interpret it multiple ways if yeah. i just removed that simple scene and now it's like it kind of opens the movie up to multiple interpretations so it's yeah. like but he might not see it that way too maybe he was like i don't like that fucking scene he cut it out and he's like it's still the same movie to me. Something's like, telling me Jim Cummings one. was very much like, well, okay, maybe we don't really need that scene. And then they just yeah. cut it and that was because that. It goes back to the ending. The whole last, I want to say, it's either 10 to 30 minutes, mm-hmm. roughly. It shows that he is starting his uh, AA recovery. Mm-hmm. He's getting back into it. They've already discovered the guy. The suspect is dead. Yeah. They joke about on that. And it's, they call the guy from the very beginning of the film. And he's like, hey, we found, or and he calls them and he's like, hey, we found this uh, taxidermy needle. We're probably going to keep it. And he's like, it reveals a whole line, the whole taxidermy part of it. Yeah. The Paul guy, which if you look back on it, the scenes where they do the uh, interviews, yeah. Paul might be in there. The guy from the very end that has a costume. Mm-hmm. I was okay. watching that from that grain i don't know for a fact but it could be that and i forgot the point i was going (laughs) (laughs) that's okay 
He got so he got lost in it. I mean, Wolf of Snow Hollow. I think that it's it's a, a good overall effort. I mean, Jim Cummings. I think had a lot on his plate. I think that that he was able to tackle it fairly well. Um, writing's consistent. I think that 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 the story is intriguing enough. I mean, we've been able to discuss it enough. Yeah. It does it does leave a lot of open ended. Um, interpretations i'd say of the movie so like, it works for me for sure i i thought i thought it was it, it was definitely a fun watch would you would you watch another jim cummings movie after this see i, w- I was wondering myself because he does the same thing every time and it just it it's i did discover he's also in greener grass which was a bit of a game changer uh, that for me. Movie's incredible. That's that's um, like a perfect movie. Now I will say that I he's him, just an actor. Him huh? him being yeah. him being an actor in in a project. Yeah, I, I could see, see that working. why that would be bad. Like yeah, DC, you know. But I'm just you would watch like an, you would a be lot. a little hesitant for a movie he directed. Also, it, by the way, that, Thunderbird that is ninety minutes. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, so that's the. Uh, you must have watched the short for film version. The There's a ninety-minute version of the Thunderbird. The short is intolerable. <laughs> it's just very like if you want if you like watching people suffer, watch Thunder uh, Thunderdome or Thunderbird, whatever Thunder, the hell. Is, yeah. Thunder Road. <laughs> Thunder Road. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. I watched the short after watching Wolf of Snow Hollow. So. Yeah, this is the third time I've seen it. So I watched it in the theater, I watched it with Nick, and then I watched it with you guys. And uh, he's eccentric as, as far as a creator. Uh, I, I don't think Wolf of Snow Hollow would work if it wasn't directed, written by Jim Cummings. Agreed. And starred by Jim Cummings. Uh, Snow or Thunder Road is just very... If you look at it in a grain of it, it's cringy. It's going to make you feel out of your skin because of that's what it's supposed to be. He did a short about a teacher's conference, like a PTA meeting. And I, I don't know exactly what role he played in. I don't know if he wrote it or directed it. But it's about a teacher at a PTA meeting talking about the state of uh, classrooms and schools and such. And like the everybody's a winner type thing. It's a very good short about 10 minutes at least right and i think he co-directed co-wrote it with another uh big personality but i think as far as his works that is like the next step to go on <laughs> because some of his stuff is just very he did a he, he also and forgive me if I, if I heard you wrong he also did this short called the robbery the robbery. It was the first thing I ever saw him do. And it was like a mm. one shot short that premiered, I think, at Sundance. Mm. And it was just about this like this girl robbing a convenience store, like it goes like insanely wrong, but it's like one take. Mm. It's really it's really good. Um mm. but, and I didn't put it together that the, they were the same guy that directed it until we watched it the other night. I was like, oh shit, look at this. I would love to watch more of this guy's stuff after that. I would be down to see where he goes for sure. Yeah, Thund- Thunder exactly. Road does yeah. not sound intriguing enough for me to want to watch that. Like I think you should check it out. What is your perspective on Wolf of Snow Hollow? I From like I like Wolf, I like Wolf of Snow Hollow. I, I I just don't see why there would be a reason to be nearly as experimental that you were within Wolf of Snow Hollow simply because it was it was within the horror genre. Yeah, so it's like it. watching something like a Thunder Road, which is like. You character could, study 
you get a feel of what, as far as an artist, Jim Cummings. And it's a tight ninety, dude. It's I get that. I don't know if I'm, you should I mean, watch the, watch the full film. I think you should go on Vimeo and just watch Thunder Road because that's the what's short, on. I, yes. I get that. The short yeah. is enough to overstay your wall. I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll just put it this way: if there if there was a movie and like maybe this is super controversial, but if there if there was a movie coming out. Written and directed and lead starring by Robert De Niro, I would be mm. a little afraid. For sure. <laughs> for Robert De Niro? For yeah, for, for, for sure. Real. Yeah, for sure. I would Why? just be like if it was just, written, it, directed, it's, it's simply and because you you're you're not only the star of your movie, okay. you have written this movie mm-hmm. and you are directing this movie. Like you are you're just trying to play God now. And it's like there's no way to like But but the room is a masterpiece? Yes, I mean, like everybody gets their one shot to do this. Yeah, and sometimes, most times, it works out really well. I think this was like Jim Cummings. I don't want to say he shouldn't. I'm not. I'm not trying to make this like you know a cardinal sin or anything like that, where it's like you should not do this. But (laughs) it's just more like I just feel like your track record for making really good movies very short. If you're going to be playing this, this is a very short game mentality. You, yeah. you, you can't do this for every picture. So I'm just yeah. waiting for him to fail. If Thunder Road is uh, good, it's not going to keep being good. It's impossible. It's a, you're, you're what if wearing he, what too if many against giant all, hats. What if against all odds? Against all odds. Sure. But it's like, well, like, what type of movie is he making? You know what I mean? As yeah. like character study, I, we have Taxi Driver. Why? Why are you making a character study? Like, I just want to know why. Taxi why Driver. Are we doing this? Taxi I love driver. Taxi Driver. Yeah, De Niro. But like, and I mean, you know, <laughs> so you would still be afraid Schrader of it. if if Robert De Niro. Yes. With all these great films, you would be afraid if he wrote, direct, and starred in a movie. I mean, I would. He's a he's a familiar face. Maybe maybe I'm just afraid because Jim Cummings. This is the first Jim Cummings movie I've ever seen. You know, yeah. and it, like this is the first time, and I'm like, oh my god, he he, he wrote, directed, and starred in this movie. That's pretty ballsy. But then the next movie is the same thing. So I'm like, is this just yeah. your thing? Like, are you just gonna I'm keep fine. doing this? Because that that's very that's gonna limit you so hard, bro. Like, well, you, could, you should you should keep doing greener grass shit. Mm-hmm. Not whatever that is. Like, greener grass is a masterpiece. Let's take it from this aspect. To me, well, I, well, I was gonna say, I feel like he keeps the same tone, in mm. like he's a guy who would keep the same tone tone in all his movies. I would like a Tommy Wiseau, like the same part of your brain that likes the room is the same part of your brain that likes the, the Wolf of Snow. Mm. I get that. That's it. That's I it. Get that. But from my perspective, is yeah, written, directed, and starred in. Mm. Yeah, Jim Cummings, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Just, just off the cuff, what would you what? say? I think it's one of those movies that you have to watch again. Um, Like, all of these points you're bringing out, I missed. Mm. Like, there's so much, like, because it's so jarring and it takes you in. Like, The Room, the first time you watch The Room, (laughs) you miss so much from that movie because you you were not expecting it. You're told it's the worst movie ever made, but somehow it's amazing. <laughs> like, how in is its, that possible? In its own aspect, yeah. exactly, and and somehow it's true. And I think this is the the same thing. Like this movie, I don't know if I love it, but I I definitely enjoyed watching it. Especially the experience we had. It was it was loud. It was mm-hmm. the, the screen. It was great. The yeah. cinematography is way too good. Mm-hmm. But the Jim Cummings part, I I think. He was trying to do something. He was mm-hmm. he was 
trying to be different and i can respect that he's not falling into this mold and doing the same thing like we he could have totally made a movie that's been made a million times and made more money than he he did off that movie and and probably been more successful but he did something different and it, it's so enjoyable I, you you have to respect that oh, and yeah, sure. I, I would be weary of watching his other movies i would have to be probably the same type of people that I'd watch The Room with are going to be the people I'd watch his movie with. I don't know if I'd just throw I it on. I can't wait to watch another one of his movies. Because he yeah. has a movie that's come out when I first got onto the Jim Cummings train with yeah. The Snow Hollow. I watched that. I was like, this is a success. Yeah. Then I watched Thunder Road, the short, and mm-hmm. his short films about the PTA meeting. And then he had a movie where it's like almost like that movie that came out with Keanu Reeves. The Lake House? I don't think it's called the Lake House. It's like a movie where it's like this sex game type. Oh, 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 Knock Knock. Yes. Yes. It's a, a similar premise of Knock Knock. Okay. Jim Cummings stars in it. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's like this weird sex game. And I don't know if I'm quoting, quoting it right, but it's like you go from oh, Wolf I of Snow that. Hollow to that. that brother. Yeah. You got good things to show, show it. Show it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. So what is your perspective? Because we, we never really talked about this hmm. with Wolf of Snow Hollow. From the first time you watched it, I showed you it. Yeah. What was your perspective on it? I know you said it's like Columbo, Twin Peaks. Yeah, it literally felt like an episode of Columbo that like that had just derailed itself like 20 minutes in. It was like, I remember the first time watching it with you, every like 10, 15 minutes looking at you being like, is this like is this good? Like I I don't know if, if like what I'm seeing is objectively a good movie. And by the end, I was like, wow, that was really good. I like that. And then watching it again the other night, I was like, no, this is like a spectacular movie from start to finish. It has a very low budget, but it does it. what it has with that low budget, it gives its all. Like, it doesn't feel like corners are really cut. It, mac- it, like, it fits its budget, and it looks great. I don't think there's anybody in the movie that I'm like, really? Come on now. Like, everything is working out. I definitely bet a lot of their budget went to getting Robert Forster involved in it right that's a household name and it's his final film so this is like a humongous like w for for this guy but i mean outside of that i think it's just a it is a spectacular movie that is is zany and weird in its own way it definitely like i know i've said it we've said it a hundred times it feels like i'm watching the room or this guy's rendition of the room where he is so unbelievable and such a like off the wall character placed in like a very serious situation mm-hmm. <laughs> he feels like a, almost like a cartoon character mm-hmm. that has been dropped in the middle of all of this but he's trying to not act like a cartoon character mm-hmm. so i personally really love this movie i i i'm giving it a four out of five mm-hmm. i'm i'm sticking with that that as well i mean i think i think four out of five is is generous but it's not it's not <laughs> it earns it yeah it's not it's not it's far-fetched. Not, yeah, it's not, yeah, far-fetched is a really good way of saying yeah. that. Um, I, I think that it has uh, it has a lot of charm, and I think that charm goes a long way, when it, at least in my book, when it comes to, to making a movie, because there's so many soulless pieces of shit that, that are just, like, 
floating around like how uh, dare you say that about mission impossible 7 part 2 <laughs> yeah how dare i fast 11 or whatever that's gonna wow. come out very soon I, I, and i mean you know don't get me wrong these all have their place i love i've I watched every single friday the 13th in movie, the so trash i get it i love tom holland spider-man you're gonna have to looks like looks like we're out of time you're never allowed back here <laughs> Nah, no, and I don't, you know, you got to find what you like. You yeah. Know, it's, mm-hmm. The shit only goes so far, but. What do yeah, you four. What are you giving it? I think that as far as the themes and the, the vibes and the score, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could give it a accurate starring system. That's right. But I could say it's something that you should keep on your radar as far as Kim, Jim Cummings, because. Follow Kim Jummings, dude. <laughs> I think he's he's a, a a new creator that now that he's getting a little bit of dosh, he could make some make some crazy movies. And I think Wolf of Snow Hollow will if you have alcoholic relatives, you'll love it. <laughs> there, there you go. Good God. Joey, what about you? I'm giving it a three and a half. I didn't oh, whoa. Yeah. It I, threw I me a little bit. Okay. I, I think I, if I watched it again, it could be higher. Or it could be worse. I don't know. <laughs> what, what was your favorite part of the movie? Oh, gosh. My favorite part of the movie? Maybe like the end with the, the guy in the wolf suit chasing What do you think about that uh, that twist? It was good. It, it, it Damn, it was the back wall. It gave you your happy ending, though. I will say that for a horror movie, it gave you what you wanted, Mm. and I see why you like it. There it is. Which to end end off this discussion on it, I don't know how everyone's feeling. What do you think was in his daughter's dresser? A gun. You think Uh, it was a gun? It's a gun. A gun. I mean, he was literally buckling his belt. That last scene. Yeah, and it's all about about this man's. Epical journey with giving up, so to speak. Because at the very end, he said, like, these these typical, like, jocks that are like, oh, yeah, the gymnastics team is in the dorms or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, these guys are sleazeballs. And he just kind of passes it off. And it's the the last part of his journey. Now his daughter might be a murderer soon. It could be. (laughs) It's the one moment where it's like, if you should be high tension that comment because like why do you let that comment pass off your your shoulder you know but it's all about him kind of just like saying like i can't i can't be there 24 out of control Mm -hmm. the trope of out of control thank you man yeah yeah i I mean (laughs) no that like that's that's like that's a it's one of my favorite parts about horror movies is just putting characters in that position and one of the best themes is when characters come to peace with that and they're okay with that. Like they let, and oftentimes it's with kids. Like they mm. they loosen up on their kids, or they lose their kids. Worse, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, definitely a gun. Good shit. Definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. De- de- definitely de- a gun. I just wanted to add that my favorite shot, just because I keep thinking about it, is when um, the wolf stands up, and you're like, oh mm. god, he's a, yeah. this tall is a werewolf. Yeah. Well, it's like like you don't. You, it hasn't been confirmed that it's a werewolf, a standing creature yeah. yet, because it's like you're always seeing it kind of like Dark down near the ground, and then 
it, I think it's chewing on something and there's mm. like someone like trying to crawl away and then it just like kind of like stands up and it like just like looks like <laughs> at, at the person and I was like well that's cool Ah, well, speaking of people that probably needed more guns than they had, let's get into Gremlins. Oh, <laughs> Gremmies. Yes, Which Matt. I, Gremmies. I'm interested to see everyone's point of view on Gremlins. I'm on excited to how it stands. Because everyone came into this kind of, ex- maybe except me and Nick, mm. thinking like the whole Spielberg aspect of it. See, yeah, I, yeah. for, so I, I knew that Spielberg didn't direct this before. But before we were watching it, I had convinced myself again that it was a Spielberg movie. Just because yep. it, it feels so Spielberg. Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how you, how you guys feel about stuff like this being made. It's kind of like that. It, like I feel like we probably need to make a list of movies that are made by not the person that you immediately think it's made by. Like Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right, That's right. Not it's not, it's by not directed Burton. by Tim Burton. Which and is weird. Like, I didn't know that until like last year. Yeah. Yeah. Was he what you saying? What? Yes. Tim Burton doesn't is not the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. He's a producer, yeah. He's, he's a producer, and I think that the, the original uh, designs are, are credited to him. The original yeah. sketches, but he didn't yeah. make anything else with the movie. Which is, I mean... They are involved. I'm sure Spielberg's a producer on this. I think he is. A he producer. is a producer. I looked yeah. it up. And it Kathleen literally, Kennedy. It does say like and a, yeah, a Steven course, Spielberg producer, like movie yeah. film. Yeah. Well, what is uh, what's Gremlins about? Gremlins came out in 1984. The classic. It's a Steven Spielberg movie. No, it's it's a Joe Dante. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the tagline follows: Don't get him wet. <laughs> Keep him out of bright light. And never feed him after midnight. That's what it says. I really wish it just said don't get him wet. Yeah, that was no, it. That's it. The rules don't are get so that fucker wet. clear. Crystal clear. And the summary goes like this. When Billy Peltzer is given a strange but adorable pet named Gizmo for Christmas, he inadvertently breaks the three important rules of caring for a mogwai. And unleashes a horde of mischievous gremlins on a small town. <laughs> Coming in at another 3.3. Is that, is that right? On Letterboxd. They are yeah, both rated 3. the same 3. thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, <laughs> that goes a long way. Yeah, <laughs> Which we got into this conversation at the very beginning. You were you were gone. I Knowing, was gone. And I think Joey, uh, this was your first viewing? For, yeah, first viewing. So he had he didn't have much stake in this, but I asked right. Matt. I asked when they first get him wet. Which follow the rules? Is it that hard? Yes, yes. it's, it's an animal. It's a beast. Like, Easy there, corporate man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just follow the rules. But that's the whole thing: is that the capitalistic moron can't follow the fucking rules. He's, he's always trying to get out of doing his work. Yeah. I think his name is Richard Peltzer. We should have a fifty-hour work week. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not a good inventor, but he's a good storyteller. Yeah, at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, "I got a story for you," and it's about the Gremlins. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. When um when was the first time you saw this movie? This movie is timeless. Okay. From my perspective, because I don't have <laughs> so a original when, when viewing point. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was born that. with the knowledge of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly like I was it. born with. I've attachment. seen this movie the most out of any movies I've ever seen. Is really? right alongside Jurassic Park. Is that there's no definite point where I watch this movie, but I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Love yeah. it. 
and it is timeless. There's a lot of plot holes because I would. There's a guy, Gerald, or yeah, Gerald. That's his name. The guy that works at the bank, mm. and he's like, uh, the line that always stick with me is when he goes to the bar with Billy, and he's like, "Well, is it? What, ah, what does he say? He's like, well, if it isn't Cla- Captain Clip-On... Oh yeah, oh my and that God. line always sticks. <laughs> they never tied up loose ends. He must live out of town. <laughs> so this is Joey's first time. That's you, crazy. You've seen this multiple times. The first time I saw it, I was nine years old, and I was at my friend's house, and he had it on VHS. Nice. And he popped that shit in, and I remember being like, "Yo, fuck this," which was crazy. The year before, I saw. I saw the Blair Witch. It was like this is this is boring as shit. Yep. Those Gremlins men had like these like just jump at the camera moments that I was like, oh my fucking god. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it was harsh on the eyes as a child, and then I didn't watch it again until I met you. Mm-hmm. You were like, it's the best. It's a it's my favorite Christmas movie, and I was like, what? And I never always thought that. I I was a big contender for Gremlins is not a Christmas movie. That's sad. And I ended up giving into it. You had to, because it's a Christmas movie. It is through and through a Christmas movie. I cannot I mean, deny it. Yeah, it's just like all the music and everything. Yeah. There's so much Christmas shit played throughout the title it. Shot, it's right? like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the title shot. It's I was upstairs it. while you guys were watching it down here and I could he- I like I could hear like the audio barely, but anytime a Christmas song came on, it was the loudest fucking <laughs> thing in the world. And I was like, Yep. Which Christmas. side note, like she when she's cutting the food, I think you said that like she's kinda dangerously just cause like watch your hands. She's I'm pretty sure she's watching uh Billy's mom is watching a wonderful life. Yeah. And it's like she's like, Oh, it's a sad movie. But isn't I've never seen a wonderful life. You've never seen it's a wonderful life. Is it, it a is. wonderful life? It's a it, it's very sad it for is, a long it's time. Like, it's like sad for an hour forty five. <laughs> and then the, and it's like an it's like an hour fifty five movie. So it is a sad movie. Oh it's very fucking until miserable. like the, the very end, it's like pretty good it leaves you with this happy ending but mm. you've just gone through so much that you don't even know how to recover how have you never seen it's a wonderful yeah. life it's just one of those things lost in time that's man so that's the only movie that is ever that i've ever seen my dad cry during <laughs> every year he watches it and he tears up <laughs> that movie God, will obliterate a grown man <laughs> consistently yeah. It's a good movie too. I think it still stands. Like it's a fun watch. I have to check it I out. Watch, I watch it with my mom every year. Yeah, it's a great movie. Never seen it. First time watching Gremlins. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the way through. What the fuck? Um, Wait, that was the first time you've seen it all the way through? Yeah, I, I think so in one sitting because I've always had Gremlins lying around. Um, ever ever since I was a kid. Um. I think just because of certain circumstances, I wasn't able to watch mm. it all the way through. Part of it was probably just because it just it just scared me, and I just didn't really want to watch it. But then again, I also went through these weird phases when I was a kid. That's kind of hard to believe. I feel like I, I I feel like we all do where we're like, that doesn't look real. I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking watch that. Yeah. So like Gremlins movies, like Gremlins, fell into that category a lot. That's sad, um, man. I know my stupid ass like just looking at shit and being like, that's fake. It's like, <laughs> listen, dipshit. Yeah. To be but, honest, I felt like the the like fully formed Gremlins um, when after they uh, ate after midnight. I felt like those were a little much. I didn't like the the you way those were. You didn't like the puppetry. No, I like that kind of threw me, and I I kind of blame that on the fact that I'm watching this 
so many years later mm-hmm. and that it just I doesn't work like i feel like if i would have watched this as a kid it would age well enough for me but once they started eating after midnight i just did not like the design it was just like gross looking to me that's the point, that's the point. And, and i'm i famously hate that I, I that's like my that. least favorite form of as far as the puppetry though did you think that they conveyed movement? Yes. Well, they yeah, they looked, it well. looked like they were moving and, around. And I can and respect the practical <laughs> effects, and you know, I I, I do love that part of it. But yeah, it, it did look real, like, kind of as real as it could look. Which it, it it pairs with the uh, "Do you see what I see?" part. I do. That and part goes, is freaking creepy. It but. goes back to like that old early '60s like horror. F- Theme. Like what's that one movie? It's like the uh, the face snatchers or whatever. Body snatchers. Body snatchers. <laughs> it gives that vibe very good because of the cocoons and such. It's oh, like yeah. they feel like aliens. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and they do. They wait. A, they wait a, a a little bit to to show the gremlins even mm-hmm. after they've been introduced. Like with their, you know, this is what's gonna happen. The eggs are forming. So one of one of them is even hatched. You still have quite a bit of time like building yeah. up anticipation till that first mm-hmm. gremlin appears yeah pretty cool it's it's just like it. it's a good movie it's a lot of fun i i would say the puppetry is like incredible and mm-hmm. has aged I did like the beautifully and, I, and like i i saw this when i was a kid so like yeah there's definitely like a nostalgia but not like a nostalgia of like i have fond memories it's like nostalgia of like i'm gonna i'm gonna piss myself at the sleepover because this movie fucked my day up i will say as well that I don't know why, but there are two posters that probably I saw next to each other quite a bit in Blockbuster, but um, Gremlins was one that scared the shit out of me. It's the I one with the shadow? It. Yes, the shadow yeah. scared the living shit out of <laughs> it's me. It's like a white background. Yeah. And, and yeah, then you just see Gizmo like this, and then there's like a Gremlin like up top like doing this or something that like shit that. wigged me yeah and then um i mean randomly <laughs> that like it was next to the the it poster <laughs> but the the um 1980s one but yeah like this 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 movie um once again just want to touch on the on the puppetry is amazing and then i want to ask you guys a question yeah do you think that um gizmo is able to turn it into a gremlin you're talking or about Gizmo is not yeah. able, but does he have enough autonomy to be like, I'm not yes. going to eat? I like, think I just, I, 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 don't, like I do not want I to think, be a gremlin. I so think that he's intelligent enough. Yes. 100%, I think you hit the nail right on the hammer with the autonomy part is that he realizes what they become when they eat after midnight. And you even see in the movie, uh, Billy's like, he doesn't realize the clock's messed up. And he's like, hey, Giz, you want to eat this or whatever? And he's like, yuck. That's and it's like he knows what will happen. He did, he did make that. See, it's like stuff like that I never never picked up on as a kid. And never. The, the acting is actually really good. There's a lot Agreed. of themes put on there, a lot of like working class themes with Mrs. Deagle and her being like just like the most ruthless person with money. And then you also have the foreign car guy. I always forget his name. He's a guy with PTSD that was in the war and that, that was the big thing is gremlins. And it really emphasizes on like was there gremlins during world war ii you know? <laughs> and it's like you you understand where he's, this guy's coming from but it's like very early xenophobe type vibe to it he's like all oh, these foreign cars they always yeah. they got gremlins in the battery or whatever yeah it's like yeah it's funny and that which i think i should protest 
you guys should watch Gremlins too. I think you should watch the the uh, duology or however you want to pronounce it. Gremlins. Mo- both we just watched. The same guy? Yeah, Joe Dante What's directs Joe both Dante? of them. Yeah. Oh wow. Which yeah. is crazy because the second one has nothing to do with the first one. If you watch Good. the Key and Peel set or like sketch about Gremlins two, makes perfect sense. It's a, it's, like it's like shockingly like, accurate. It is okay, just well, so. I really want to watch Gremlins too. Pop <laughs> culture and just very like out the wall type things (laughs) and it's just like it ties back to gremlins one but it's just a little bit too pop culture-y the movie literally starts with hulk hogan yelling at gremlins and then breaking the fourth wall and talking to you because they're watching gremlins 2 you're watching gremlins 2 the new batch and all the gremlins are in the theater and they're like like doing all the shit throwing popcorn and stuff and then Hulk is like, I want to watch the movie. And he comes down and he's like, hey, you're you, blah, 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 blah. He's like, I'm the Hulkster. And then they basically, he beats up the, the, the gremlins. And what they the? watch Gremlins do the new badge. And he's like, Not sorry, really folks. Long. Like, it's such a weird <laughs> fucking moment. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that's great. That's that's a celebrity from the time that this movie came out, honey. It's it's good publicity. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that is exactly that is exactly what Gremlins two. Gremlins two is just like product placement. The the movie like it is such a. There's an electricity gremlin, a gargoyle gremlin, a spider gremlin, a woman gremlin. Yeah, a a gremlin that sings New York, New York. It's insane. It's a very See, insane but movie. Is this, so how I interpret Gremlins, no joke, is 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 um. I I joked about it earlier, but. I, I'm, I'm being serious. I, I do see it as um, a riff upon like a, a Western society and, and, and not and I'm not saying it's against it. Like I think I think this is very interesting. So it's like it's almost intriguing that the second one's gonna commit and be product placement the movie. It's it's <laughs> in a way just doubling down again on the themes that that, that were presented in the It also comes movie. out almost ten years later. The movie That might be why it's product placement the movie, but I think that whether it was intentional or not, it's very intriguing yeah. to say the least. You look at cut and paste Gremlin start to finish, nineteen eighty four. It's all about the dilemma of traditional meeting capitalist society yeah you have uh richard or his name is randall i can't remember i always forget his name richard or rampeltzer the dad Mm. he's an inventionist or inventor Mm -hmm. or whatever and he goes to this chinatown shop after like a meeting or whatever and he buys gizmo off of the kid without the permission of the shopkeeper yeah and it's this whole just like dilemma of just like western versus traditional and not understanding like the reality of it. Yeah. Is that the reason he didn't sell Gizmo is because of the three rules and they were not able to keep the three rules. Yeah. They immediately get Gizmo wet. In the first beginning of it, they take a picture of Gizmo and it's the bright light. They don't understand the consequences of yeah. the Mogwai or the Gremlins. Mm-hmm. And that ties down down the road, especially at the end where uh, I forget the actor's name, but the uh, guy, the older gentleman that works that uh, antique shop, he comes back and he even says, you're not ready for the Mogwai. Yeah. And that one mm-hmm. trivial line that's like, uh, to uh, what did he say? To, to speak is to only to listen. When he, uh, when he's like, you can understand what he says? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and you understand what he means. But it's like, it is it is a... That's I don't I w I don't want to say Gremlins is like this very serious movie, but it has this very like wholesome it's got a very wholesome like 
story, like not story, a wholesome like moral of the movie wrapped in this like pseudo horror children's horror movie mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Yeah, and it is. It's very much like these like <laughs> your actions have consequences. The movie. <laughs> John Wick Part 5. Yeah. (laughs) I would love to see John Wick go up against Gizmo in the game. Which begs the question, what would be Gremlins 3? You guys haven't seen New Batch, me and Nick have. But where could you see a Gremlins coming back in this day and age? It sounds like it could be the Minions Part 5. Four, where they just have like, cause the the second movie almost sounds like the Minions, where they have these like little creatures that just are trying to be the the funny parts of the movie, where you have like a minion that can sing opera, right? You have a minion that is like a scientist and a basketball player. It's mm-hmm. like they're they're trying to be funny with that, yeah. Where I feel like Gremlins might try to like capitalize on something like that, where they have. A person who almost controls the gremlins. Mm. What what I see happening is a um, immediate animation picture made by Illumination. That and, um, <laughs> that's, that's already happened. That will that will reboot that, the, the entire probably franchise. ruin the get, get people talking about it, and then two years later we're gonna release mm. Gremlins three, but it's gonna be called Gremlins three. You know, face the music, something like that. So that, so that it's it's now you get to use now it's like the, a bunch of different like. Terrible remake movies, but you're just gonna slap the fucking gremlins. And we're gonna on get like a trolls and gremlins like. You so I, I have I have a, I by have the a, way the animated title is just Gizmo and it's about Gizmo it's it's gonna be a prequel how did yeah. how did Gizmo get to that first Legend movie of the but you're Legend gonna, of the Mogwai you know, <laughs> Gizmo Great. Legend of the Mogwai so it's uh, my theory is that Gremlins three first of all it'll be it'll just be called Gremlins but the E will be the number three oh <laughs> yes sir all right I'll it'll it'll that. get a it'll get a PG thirteen rating right. I imagine that they'll double down and try to make it like a little bit more violent but more like hee funny with the violence with the gremlins yeah. exactly it'll be super topical there will be a donald trump gremlin yes. There... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. all right i'm in the theater yes. now. Rock! like it'll be yeah, exactly. you'll, have, you'll have you'll have that China. somewhere in there there may be like a, like a larry david like what there'll yes. be like a bunch of like yes. very Dude, topical people there'll be like a they'll, they'll do like a k-pop West. Boy band hey, thing, really quick. just be like dancing, like, and there really will be no like plot to it. There'll be cameos from the other movies, but there'll be nothing there. It'll be of no sustenance whatsoever. Can I just add like a terrible cherry on top? Mm. It's not actual puppetry. It's CGI, CGI. That made mm. to look like. Yup, there it is. <laughs> if they that is a, the worst thing if they that ever exists now. They made a Gremlins with CGI puppetry. Oh man, I'm going down to the studio. People right would now. riot in the streets. <laughs> People would eat it up, bro. That's the problem. God. They would be there because it's just Gremlins 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. It's going to make its money back. Also, bro, you got to take me up on my offer. Gizmo. Legend of the Mogwai. That's Legend of the Mogwai get... exists. It's already out. <laughs> That's going to get your but fucking... I don't know if it's Gizmo or not. I, I know it's Legend of the He's like on the cover. This is real? Yeah, yeah. Legend of the Wait, I didn't know this either. 
You Let's, guys, you guys kept saying it was real, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. real. It's a yeah. great fucking idea. It's real. I know. I know. It's Legend on Max. It's like oh. a prequel kids TV animation. show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the TV show. Guys, I, I, this like I, came out like wow, this that's year. A prequel. I'm, I'm yeah. fucking stupid. All right, so we're already one step ahead. Yeah. So that now, means that Gremlins, well, they're one step ahead of with us. the three for the E, is coming soon, baby. The Donald Trump Gremlin is on the way. Like I think that that that's actually directed by Jim Cummings. Oh, I'd watch that. They've talked about it. My interpretation of Gremlins is there needs to be a sp- spin-off but remake. And what I've my pet project I've always wanted to do is make a shot for shot Gremlins movie but in the 2020s because I think that'd be a good revitalization. If not, they're going to make something like Nick said. As far as the Gremlins 3. Yeah. That's very true. I, I would mean, be all for long, it. As as shoot that shit in Unreal Engine 5, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, like, I, I hope that they can just stay true to the spirit of the originals. Yeah. Um, I feel like love love or hate Star Wars. I think God damn it! That, that, <laughs> that, that the movies at least have tried to stay true to that practical effects. Yeah. But I understand why people don't want to bother with them anymore because it's just like like computers are capable of so much more and audiences are satisfied with that they're they yeah. are totally okay with that if, if anything if you're gonna give them a poll like you know a, a questionnaire at the end they're gonna vote that the computer looks better than the practical i guarantee it unless you're just you're just a fan. You bet blood that. on that. I would bet my life on that. Actually. Actually. You're effect. just still Swear angry over Avatar two. Still, guys, still the box bent. office numbers prove me right. Like, like there's, there's, exactly right. there's, there's fans of practical effects. When, We're like a niche group, and then the majority yeah. are what is making Avatar two its money. They haven't yep. figured like, it out. Yeah. It's not. It's not about figuring it out. They're just. They're going to the theater for just an escape from their life. They're not. Yeah. They're not looking to like dissect what they're watching. They just want to unplug. So it's like whatever gets that going in in the in the human brain. They're just, they're cool paying for that. But, like, and I'm uh, that that's fine. Like, yeah. twenty years from now, say you have you have a Matt Junior. He's running around <laughs> carbon copy twenty years from now. Let's hope you. not. <laughs> <laughs> and he differs from the opinion. Yes. Just because it's selling now doesn't mean it'll sell forever. No, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Is sure. that there's which, gonna which, be a which, different turn end to yeah. what you're saying. Dude, I agree. I mean, I'm not I'm not um I'm not completely without hope and I'm not also feeling hopeless. I think that this is just there's always a dawning of a new age happening in whatever yes. you're paying attention to. So same thing with that with that pendulum thing, you know, I think that people just there's certain movies that really like that stuff and then I feel like we're also in a in an age where we get to kind of dabble in both. Yeah. And you kind of have the best of both worlds. You have the best practical effects you've ever seen. And you also have the best special effects, VFX you've ever yeah. seen. Mm. That's different. We I've, are still experimenting. A lo- we're always like, experimenting. Yes. People would, like, if, if someone's going to, if you're going to ask them, you know, would you, what looks better, an Avatar 2 or like an Oppenheimer, which is a lot of practical effects in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people might be drawn to say Oppenheimer looks better because... The practical effects you can tell are a little bit better to watch. They feel real. Yeah, they 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 bring true. you in a lot better than the Avatar two, where you literally have this like alien blue thing plugging into a tree. 
like that just doesn't track as well. Like you can make that look however you but, want. But it it doesn't track to the what like it's it's not like unfollowable. Yeah. You know you know what I mean. Like even though I don't necessarily connect with it. Yeah. There's a lot of people who. Yeah, do, for sure. For sure. But like in a, an atomic bomb would look worse CGI, and I think people <laughs> yeah. would agree. I don't yeah. know. Then David what? Lynch. David Lynch got an atomic bomb on lock with Twin Peaks: The Return. I was just talking to my brother about that the other day, and I mean the hyper slow mo. I think really helps with that too. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, birthing of uh, what's that? Judy. Judy. Anyways, what are we giving Gremlins? I'm giving. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna give Gremlins a four as well. Oh, Likewise, fours. Yeah, I think. I think it's. It's just. It's just a good. A good time. I. I'm leaning more towards a four point five for than, Gremlins. Yeah, like so. I like to to have a swing, whereas mm. like like Wolf, uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow, it would be a three point five conservative score. Like if I was just being harsh on it that day, three point five. But I feel like it's a four. Gremlins. Uh, different swing though so 4.5 4 maybe a 4.5 if if i if i kept watching this movie i feel like it would be closer to a 4.5 it's just a great time and it's a great movie it's got it's got some great effects and um it's goofy it's great pacing it's very quick easy to throw on great soundtrack like like what you were saying it's fun from start to finish Mm -hmm. like there's no there's no lulls uh in the movie as a whole i also i also gave it a, a four out of five i enjoy it a lot not something I could like just put on at any given moment and watch, but like, I would definitely have to be in the mood for it. But it is like a really good movie through and through. It's like if someone yeah. asked me to watch it, I would not be fighting them on it. Exactly, I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, let's yeah, go!" Like, let's fucking watch it. Man, I feel very differently. I think I I don't know if I'd even want to watch this again. But I'm at a three. I didn't hate it. It was fun. It's just not my my style of movie. I think I don't mm. like the gross. But it was fun. I liked it would enough. You, would you watch Gremlins too? I, if we were all watching Gremlins too, I'd watch Gremlins too. I wouldn't fight against watching Gremlins too. Watching and, Gremlins too. Yeah, yeah, it's on right. the docket. <laughs> and it goes back. It's it's a sequel. It it, yeah. it makes its money off of the Gremlins yeah. name and pop culture. It it does sound fun. It sounds very different than the movie we oh, for just sure. watched. Before. Oh yeah, for sure. Apples to oranges. What about you, Jared? For Gremlins, mm-hmm. I think it's just a timeless movie. I wouldn't be, I w- I'd be a biased source yeah. to rate it. You are, you have one job was to rate <laughs> two movies on the show, and you didn't rate either of them. That, that's that's show I do like how that's not show business. You care about these movies? That's kind of cool. That's I, some that's I some think, Matt energy. <laughs> I think you picked two really good movies for this because you really had a lot of like knowledge, and uh, you you can tell how much you care about these movies. It, yeah. And is Gremlins good. is a longer swing than that. Gremlins has yeah. been throughout my life through yeah. and through. Right. And, and it just comes back. I said already that I thought it was, I didn't think yeah. it was a Christmas movie and I gave into that. Which, side note, Wolf of Snow Hollow, technical Christmas movie. Yeah. Christmas Definitely a correlation. <laughs> <laughs> but Gremlins is just very, it's jovial. I could, you could show it to any age group and there's yeah. violence, but not a whole lot of violence. And my perspective on it is Wolf of Snow Hollow is an adult Gremlins type feature. It's Gremlins and Wolf of Snow Hollow are dark comedies with yeah. horror aspects. Sure. Gremlins is just a little bit more palatable 
yeah. and Wolf of Snow. Wolf of Snow Hollow. For sure it is. So I, like I said, I can't be a, I cannot be a good source because I'm biased. But I think Gremlins is one of my top yeah. ten, top a hundred, top fifty, top one and a half films. Sweet. Yeah, I love it. It's just uh, we all have those movies. Mm-hmm. Dude, Wolf is not always a little bit newer in my perspective. Up. Yeah, sure. But of Gremlins is my tried and true. I was going to um, just add, like, I, I, I just uh, figured out my, my correlation. So I was like, let's just segue right into the, to that, that final point. Yeah. But the correlation that I was thinking, because you were saying that you, you see Wolf of Snow Hollow and Gremlins as being very similar. Mm-hmm. And I would agree. Um, I think that they they have a, a a type of cynicism about them that is tongue in cheek. Um, it, it's it's looked at through different ways. I mean, Gremlins is definitely a kids movie, as you said. You said that you know uh, Gremlins is a lot more palatable, and of course, Wolf of Snow Hollow is focusing really a lot more specifically on alcoholism, which. You know, they, taking it back to that critique on Western culture that Gremlins has a, a little bit more overtly. Um, it, like some people look at either substance. De- I would say that in the West, people look at substance dependence as or a dependence on a substance as as a very bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need you need to get out of that. And um, it's like that movie is about a character who we're not fully convinced that he wants to leave. He, it's like he starts it and he's like, I'm an alcoholic. Um, I have been three years sober. He does not sound happy about that at all. Like he sounds like pissed off. And it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. Hi, I'm Jim and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I it, fucking it was, hate my wife. <laughs> it, was, it was either three years or it was three months, but either way, he did not sound happy about mm-hmm. being sober. Um, and that's, in a way, kind of the same messages conveyed in in Gremlins. Um, it, it's you know we're not satisfied with just taking things as they are and respecting people's boundaries at times. Um, and I'm I'm not trying to judge anyone specifically at, at this table, but I just got that <laughs> that that vibe from from Gremlins is, mm-hmm. is uh, people in the West. It's not a critique on all people in the West, but that that sort of Western mindset, yes. the capitalistic mindset, mm-hmm. it steps on everything else in its path yes. to to get what it wants, and that's gonna bite it in the ass eventually. You see it right in the in the middle when the dad is like. The Peltzer pet. And he he immediately sees this multiplication as a good thing, when you yeah. disregarded the rules, and goes back to that Western mindset of this could make me a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Just taking advantage of people for the sake of just making money. Mm-hmm. I, I think that sometimes the Western culture, especially corporate culture, gets boiled down to that, which I think is accurate. I mean. Active. Man, I really just thought that it was like, yeah, these are Christmas movies. That's where I'm, <laughs> and like, too. I'm like, y'all, no way. And that truly, and that truly, the monsters in, in both movies was was humanity all along. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I feel like that that correlates with what we were saying too. Hundred percent. I just 100%. surmised it real quick. <laughs> Any other correlations, fellas? 
No, no. I, I, I just think it's about Christmas. Yeah, I look up and everyone's like, I literally look up and everyone's staring at me. Yeah, just, uh, no, yeah, I thought it was about Christmas. Be with your families oh. always. Yeah. Regardless. Christmas regardless. Be with your family always. Tell the alcoholic in your family that enough is enough. Yeah. And watch out for creatures that shouldn't be around water. Yes. And follow Astute. the rules. Don't be a punk. Show up to work on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh Stop making me fill out time change requests. What? You haven't done it in a while. I, I was like, give... I haven't done it in like three days, bro. That's can, that's can, enough. To be honest, yeah, that's, I was like, it's plenty. That's better than the rest of your team is doing. But well, that about does it. What do we have on the docket for next week? So next week we have nope. Jordan, Jordan Beals nope. Yeah. Ever heard of it? Yeah, bitch, and then um, Cowboys versus Aliens, yeah. Daniel Craig masterpiece that Man. I remember watching when I was fourteen. It's kind of funny because I remember us like I think like on our second or third episode of the show bringing up that we should do this episode at some point, and here we are, it's just been almost in the fifty episodes burner. in, yeah, which well, is good. It was just, it was just too close to nope. We were yeah, like, we're like this is too close to its release yeah. day. We need because I remember we talked about how we had just watched Nope. In our first episode, I think. Yeah. In the Sallow episode, we talk about how we just watched Nope in theaters. Mm -hmm. So, here we are a year later, and we want to watch it this badly. Hell yeah. I'm super excited to watch it again. I fucking love that. And to retry watching Cowboys vs. Aliens. I'm excited to watch it in the theater room, too. Jared, thank you for joining us tonight. Yes, you were an excellent guest, bud. Except for my pee-pee breaks. Yeah, the the amount of times I've had to cut... We're going to have to cut this. The seamless (laughs) pee-pee breaks. Yeah, Nick's putting in overtime this it's week. It's just one of those things. You go to the movie, right. you get popcorn and this is already like big soda, and you gotta go pee pee. This is already like such a long. No, you don't. You sit there looking. You've moment. never gone to the bathroom at a movie theater. I, for the yeah. first time, went to a bathroom during the during. Oh no, I I think in my life twice. Once was during Crimes of the Future, and that's because we had canes right before, and I was like, I'm gonna shit my brains out. <laughs> that's how I was with Baby Driver. And then, I was like, I gotta go back. And then it happened again when we saw Renfield, and we ate a Papagayo right before, and I was like. I'm going to oh, shit my man. brains out. <laughs> That's so funny. Sometimes yeah. you gotta go pee pee. No, that I've never done. That never. I, but I'm also histor. I historically will hold hold it in as long yeah. as humanly possible. My record is three days. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't yeah. test me. Yeah, during a movie, you I have to be there the whole movie. Yep. And I silently judge everyone that walks out. Too. You're missing part of the movie. Yeah. Drastic times call for drastic. <laughs> I get measures. that. Yeah, no, for sure. I would, I would piss and myself can... before I got up. That would yeah, miss yeah, part I of the movie. That. <laughs> yeah. But uh, where can people find us on Letterboxd, Matt? Yeah, on Letterboxd, we're under Shot and Chaser Pod. Awesome. You could also find us on Twitter hey, at yo. the uh, at the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod Twenty Two. At me, bro. We're also on Instagram as the Shot and the Chaser Pod. Matt has indeed been going a little ape shit on Twitter <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Guys. Just remember, he is the I boomer that we week. let do this. <laughs> yeah, if you want to run our socials, please to reach out to us. We would be more than happy to work with you. Please. Oh my god. love to pay hey, we, you if we but can. No, we're still keeping Matt. We're giving Matt access still. Oh, no, Matt, we're, we're, we're not going to revoke it. I'm just, I'm we'll just have access. him every time he gains access. We'll just be like, this is Matt's hour of fun. Yeah. <laughs> or hour of terror. What's the deal with hour people watching terror. movies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're just like shits on the AI and studios. 
shit. Tags everyone. Get their ass. Yeah. But until then, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. I'm Joey. And I'm just here. I'm just here. Man, you <laughs> never you never turned into young bud during the episode. It's kinda crazy. Because <laughs> it was a critique episode. Yeah, a and Young Bud has no opinion on film. <laughs> if you want Young Bud's opinion on film, find me on Letterboxd, Buddy2000 th- with three Ys. <laughs> Can we? What's your SoundCloud? Ah, uh, shit. You have to look for that. Uh, <laughs> young Bud. It's not, is it not, it's not Young Bud Smokes the Bud? Not anymore. What? Rebrand. Oh, that's Rebrand. right. That's right. I forgot. Young buddy. Young buddy. Always there for people. Oh my god. Young buddy. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> Jesus